Hey, I'm Nashi. I'm Rizlar. And I'm Frosty. Welcome back to the Value Pack. Hold on, I have to gear, I have to gear check Nash right now. Alright, that is some bull jab. Dude, he CC'd me out of dance. What's happening? Oh, Rizlar. People look at you like you're crazy, and they refuse to admit that it's pay to win, and just scream that it's pay to convenience! It's pay to convenience! Big money, big money, big money, big, big money. money! Oh shit, we got it! We fucking got it! And welcome everybody to another episode of the Value Pack. We are back. We have returned. We've been gone for a while. Um, in case uh, you're not in the loop, uh, I had a series of computer issues uh, that left me without a computer for almost a month. Um, so yeah, there's been just issue after issue. I have to apologize for that. It is 100% my fault. Uh, and I have honestly learned my lesson. Uh, fuck AMD. That's what I've come away with from this whole experience. Um, but anyway, oh, we're no. back now. It was an AMD what? what? CPU or GPU or what was it? CPU. Oh no. Yeah, CPU. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty miserable experience, but you know what? It's all good. We're back now, uh, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about because not only were we basically gone for three weeks, you guys did one show without me, and then we were just gone for, I think, three weeks. Um, also, the Heidel Ball happened. So, my God, there's a lot to cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, before we get to any of that, though, I have to thank our lovely, lovely patrons for supporting us. Uh, Hawaiian I has issues. Jeremy Johnson, Lord Carrot, melt on your mouth. Minaria, Slytech, hey. Talus Acceptum, thanks, and Wavesy. Shout out to you guys and everybody else that supports us on Patreon and supports us on our individual Twitch streams. We appreciate you guys for, uh, you know, showing your support. You guys are the homies. Um, Frosty, Nayashi, it's been a while, but we're back in it. And I believe, Frosty, we are opening up with new class. Yeah, new class, dude. I got this video queued up. I'm streaming it in Discord so we can all be watching it together. Okay. This is the intro. This was their introduction to the new class at the uh, at the Heidel Ball. So uh, here we go. It's time. This treasure's ours, Scallywags. <laughs> Sorry, that's not funny. I finally unlocked the secrets of my father's hilarious. treasure map. Now for the first one. All of you, on the stones, now! An easy task, right? Now, on to the second one. So good. I don't think real pirates ever say scallywags, I'm just gonna say it. says, slowly press that together. There goes Nayashi, gets launched off into the water. Yeah, but that clearly wasn't his fault. The other guy pressed it too the last one. You better be Or ready. you pressed it too slowly. The key be buried in the head of this canyon's master. There's no need to worry. I'm at your side. So when you saw this, did you think this was the weapon immediately? Well, I mean, it basically is the weapon, right? Well, nope. Mind his keepers. No, it's not. <laughs> it's the same type. No, this is just a plain old stock sword. Her actual weapon is that extendo sword now, that can manipulate waves. Exactly that me father treasures. 
I like the destroy all humans like music they had going on there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Jax is saying this is probably a preview for one of the new dungeons. One of the new sections. I could see that. Yeah, it looks like it, right? Yeah. Oh, is this? He's saying, is this? <laughs> I think it might be. I mean, either that or it's like... I don't know, it kind of looks it's like it. It's in-game graphics. Dude, the sword looks so epic. Yeah, it does. She's cousins with another helmet on. That was the start, and then they show this little mermaid teaser thing, which was yeah, like, wait, what the hell? For anyone who wasn't watching the Heidel Ball, because it was like super late at night, but me, Frosty, and a couple other people were watching it together, and Frosty was like damn near like yelling. He was like, what? That's so cool! <laughs> Dude, I was freaking out, man. I was freaking out. And then they did the combat video like right after. But, um... Yeah, dude, I, I'm just, I'm a sucker for water animations. The way she, like, moves around, too, with this little rope thing. It's epic. It, she looks freaking awesome. She plays really zoomed in, though, you know? They it looks like do. that, uh, the water rope, uh did damage to his moms a second ago. Yeah, I noticed that too. I, I think it does do damage. Uh, uh, I was looking at the skills and it, it definitely looks like it does a little bit of damage, but I don't know how much. It'll probably be a tier three add-on. <laughs> yeah, on a low cooldown. Yeah. This also looks like it might be, I don't know, part of the new dungeon, maybe. Someone was telling me this Possibly. is not... Like, there is no golem there <laughs> in actual Loon Valley. So, I don't know. Um, Alright, so your guys' initial thoughts on on what you saw there. Um, You know, they, they, they did an interesting attempt at a playful video to introduce the class. I mm -hmm. think it was pretty... You think it was what? I think it was pretty cool how they uh, did it. Rez? Good, interesting way to introduce a class. That's all. Uh, thoughts on the video or thoughts no, on, on the, the class? class. On, on like what what you kind of know and what you've seen so far. I have a list of the skills um, as well. If you guys have not seen them. Yeah, I was reading through them. <laughs> um, which that's one of the things that we got to talk about because uh, there is something on there that is very interesting. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot but, of cool stuff on here. Um. Yeah, no, she's like, oh, yeah, let's get to that part. Yeah, of yeah, course. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I don't know. I So 
I think it's going to be a pretty fun class to play. Um, it looks like it's going to be kind of like, um, I don't know, like a maybe not a flex class, but kind of like that same vein as DK, where it like kind of is a like a side main ball type, like a uh, fighter type thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is here. I'm trying to. I'm struggling with the word, but. Like, they stay with the main ball, but they don't, like, go in the main ball. They kind of, like, play around the edges and shit. Yeah. So, that's what it seems like, anyways. I don't know. Who knows? But, um, yeah, I don't know. It looks pretty fun. Uh, I don't I don't think I'm going to be re-rolling to it, but, I mean, who knows? Yeah, the, the, the animation style, the mobility, and, like, the AoE size reminds me a lot of Succession DK and Awaken Hash. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, so it kind of reminds so, me of that. Yeah. I know that this is pure speculation, but what do you guys think the Awakening is going to be? Because that's the succession, obviously, right? Yes, this is succession that they show in this video. Yeah. So uh, what is... Because everyone's talking about what they think the Awakening is going to be. I personally feel like with the last, I think, three classes... Uh, what they've done is they've, like, done the succession, and then the Awakening has been something, like, almost completely different for the most part. So, I I honestly feel like they're probably going to do that again. So, it's going to be something, like, kind of out of the blue that we're not going to see coming. I mean, I agree. I actually think that that's true for a lot more classes than people think. Um, yeah, I think that's fair if, to say. If you think about even... Even some of the ones like they're not as major of a of a swing, but like I don't know. I, I was I was thinking about this. Someone's like, yeah, but they've really only done that with two classes. The rest <clears throat> really stick to the theme. And I'm like, okay. Warrior, the most extreme example was Nova, but yeah, Warrior kind of sticks to the theme. Uh, it's kind of like in the same vein. Sork really didn't. I mean, it was a melee slash mid range caster that became a melee two-handed scythe uh ranger did not stick to the theme in any way <laughs> it like literally went from a bow class to just a pure melee like daggers zerker was a two like an axe in each hand into suddenly he has a cannon um so i don't know like a lot of these classes kind of changed pretty dramatically even like i think kuno with the chakram is pretty different than what it is in the pre-awakening dark knight with like its ranged abilities and and so on like striker mystic kind of kept a similar vibe uh, uh but i don't know so a lot of them are pretty because those are fighters so there's only so yeah. much you can do with the fighter class right and then the last three i mean i even think hash i i know it kind of like has a sand theme like the theme in the background is still similar but the weapon and the skills are very different in awakening than in pre-awakening um and then, yeah, like you said, Nova is really extreme. And then Sage just goes from this time-shifting whatever to a lightning god, which yeah. is also yeah. very different. So, yeah, I also yeah. think they're going to do something completely different than what we see here. I think the pirate theme will stand, but I don't think that the water waves and the sword will stand. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm, I, I, believe, I think the same thing. On BD Foundry, uh, they had... The Global Labs this week talked about the Corsair for a second, and they said, um, after launch, Corsair will be transferred immediately by completing an exclusive quest. Uh, Awakening is scheduled to be updated about four to five weeks after its release. However, the schedule is subject to change. Awakening will also be filled with various features along with new weapons that did not exist before. 
Um, so a couple interesting well, that's every things. Awakening weapon. That is true, but it is interesting that they say weapons plural. Um, not sure what it means, but they do say weapons, which is kind I, of interesting too. I honestly think she's gonna get like a trident or something. I think it's gonna be no. more more focus on the water theme rather nah. than the pirate theme. Nah. You think nah, so? Because the water, I, the I water. The water is the weapon, though. That's the thing. It wasn't like she could manipulate water, and then she found her weapon. Right. The, exactly. The weapon is what gives her the power to move the water. So I, I'm, I'm, I, my thought process is the same as Frosty's. I think that they're gonna lean. The Awakening is gonna lean more into the pirate aspect of it, and that pluralization, although that might just be like you know not intentional in any way, but I wonder if they're gonna give her guns. Like I mean, two flintlock pistols. I highly doubt it. I, I like. Yeah. I I honestly like. I understand where you, where you're getting at, where water is like her power or whatever with the sword and whatnot. But it's like. I, I don't know. They they kind of they they have that basically probably similar to an Excel mode type mermaid thing going on. I think they just like kind of barely tap into it with this, and Awakening is going to be more but that's, full but, encompassing of that. But the thing that that Rezar is saying is the, that mermaid, the water, all of that is tied directly to this weapon. It has nothing to do with her inherent yeah. character. Her inherent character is just a, a normal pirate. So like the Awakening would have to somehow utilize this same pre-Awakening weapon would be part of her Awakening. If it would be the only way that would work out it wouldn't really make sense yeah. and the, the other thing too is like yeah so the theme that will stick between both because it's just the character's theme is the fact that she's a pirate but the weapon i don't see them doing a trident because the trident would mean it's literally sticking to Water. the pre-awakened theme yeah. i also i mean i think there's a chance it's guns but i think it's a low chance just because i know no one or everyone says like well they changed their mind before but it was literally june 2020 that they said they have no intention of using guns. Yeah, so that, on a means, class. that means that they probably decided against guns for this class. Yeah, and everyone thought that the pre-awakening would be guns too, going into it. And now it's like, well, that's not, so maybe the awakening's guns. And maybe it is. It, it's possible. So, I think it's more likely that it'll be guns than it'll be a trident or anything mermaid related. I mean, some people were saying like a whip because, you know, the extended sword aspect. That still kind of goes uh, with the fact that that's a pre-awakening aspect, though, because that's her pre-awakening Yeah, I, I just think it's going to be totally different from the pre-awakening. I mean, who knows? Maybe it won't be. Maybe because they've done two classes in a row that have been, like, vastly different. The awakening from the pre-awakening has been vastly different. Maybe this time they're going to keep it, like, relatively similar-ish. Yeah. But... I mean that's totally possible, but I don't know. I, I I think they I think they like doing the whole like two very different things sort of thing. I do too. I think that in their minds they're basically developing two different classes, and they like yeah, the, uh, exactly. It definitely seems like how they are now, positioning themselves. And the other thing, voice. the other thing is, is like if you do a trident, right? Because like that's the thing that like everyone's saying is everyone's saying like there's going to be a trident. How, like, my thing would be, if you're going to do a trident, how are you going to make it, like, so different from the Kabilia Spear that it's not, like, basically the same weapon? That's right? what I said, dude. I went on, uh, 
I was a guest on Choices podcast this week, and I, I literally said the same thing. I'm like, dude, they just released a duo dent, dude, a, a two pronged trident for the Sage. Yeah, and it's like it's literally a trident. It's just that he's kind of holding it more spear like. But tridents, when you throw them, you kind of hold them in that same exact way. So yeah, exactly. Uh, unless it's like a two handed trident. Um, it reminds me of a uh, javelin Amazon from D2 with how he holds it. Unless, yeah. unless. Unless maybe this is going to be like a ninja and he's got like three tridents. Six. He's got like one in each six hand tridents. and one on his back. <laughs> Dude, uh, six tridents. Yeah, I um I I think I don't know. I, I don't think it's gonna match. And and here's the thing, is like I'm a sucker for the water stuff. So I do hope that they keep that theme in some way, but I don't think that they will. I mean, I think they will a little bit, just like how, like, even in uh, Awakening uh, Nova, like, I forget which one of the skills, but, like, one of their skills, I think it might be the skill that you can only use in Excel. Like, whenever you use it, it leaves a little, like, snowflake on the ground beneath your feet, yeah. which is a very pre-Awakening or Succession aesthetic. So, like, there might be some, like, water stuff, but I, I, I think for the most part, no, I, I think they're going to diverge. Um, again, maybe they change, maybe they feel like they've diverged like twice in a row. So now they want to kind of be samesies, but I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I, again, I would love if it was something water. I, I'm just hoping it's not like a normal two handed thing that she's spinning a lot. And I hope it's not, I actually kind of, I'm not as into the guns as everyone else is. I, I don't really enjoy gunners on other games. I know some people do, but I, I don't know. I just like can't picture. I feel like in BDO it would be so weird. I don't know. Why though? That's I I, I'm I always curious why, because, as to why people think that. Well, I think it's partly because in the last four years our only experience with guns or gun animations are Q buff, the match locks, and then like bandits and pirate mobs. And they're like right. all kinda lame. Except for Q buff is like kinda cool, but it also is like so I don't know. You gotta like that kind of thing, the Barrett thing. Is um, Berserker technically a pirate with a cannon? Well, that's what I was about to say. Is the thing is, is like a lot of people say that it doesn't make sense, but it does because uh, a like if it had two guns, like we have ranged classes already. Like we have, you know, Succession Ranger and like Archer and shit. So it's not like range is a problem. Although I do agree with this statement that they should not be adding more range into this game. Like, I'm 100% oh, on board that's, with that. That's the other question. Then, what kind of damage type is this class? Well, Do we think and then the magic, other thing... Melee? Well, the succession is probably going to be magic, I would assume, with all the, like, water shit going on, right? Yeah, but then if the succession is going to be magic, which it looks like it is, are they going to have... It's going to be magical guns in Awakening? Because there's no class right now that has two different damage No, types. it'll be ranged. But there's no, so it'll be the first class with two separate damage types. Mm, I don't know. That's the thing. Maybe they just maybe they Wait, just rangers it... damage is still ranged in melee. Yeah, with awakening. Mm-hmm. Huh. I mean, so there is precedent for them doing something weird like that if they do it with ranger. Like they would, they'll just make it magical. Like even if it doesn't really make that much sense. But anyway, like, I'm not, like, just to be clear, I'm not, like, hard in, like, the it's going to be the guns camp. Right. I think it's going to be something that 
nobody predicted because that's what it's been the last two times. Like nobody predicted a rapier. Nobody predicted a fucking spear like thing. Like, I think it's gonna be something kind of out of the blue, in all honesty. Maybe she'll just become Captain Hook. You know, she'll get the the damn hook hand. Hook hand. And uh, she'll get a she'll get a pet alligator to, or a crocodile. Her awakening makes her the 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 hash slinging, the the slash ringing, the the dash bringing, the 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 mash ringing. I forget the name. Dude, I was dying at the idea of it being Captain Hook because it's like. That it's like a hook or whatever. She has a hook hand. Like that, when she C swaps, she loses her hand, and then when she C swaps <laughs> yeah. back, she gets her hand. Yeah. It grows back. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I I actually have no idea. Like every time I've thought maybe I'd have an idea, it's nowhere near anything I'm thinking about. The only time we actually got like relatively accurate guesses is when they showed us something as like a teaser. Yeah. So. Otherwise, oh, our maybe, guesses are maybe way they, off. Maybe so, her 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 awakening is uh, she has her scallywags as her uh, her pets that she sends at people, kind of similar to the Nova. God, <laughs> the I Nova's hope not. I hope I would rather have guns than that. Please, <laughs> what uh, send in the so, scallywags? <laughs> leaning into like the whole pirate theme, I think it would be pretty cool if it was. Which I like how we're like trying to guess. Like you already know that thing is already like made. Like 100%. It's ready to be shipped tomorrow. They're just holding on to it. But I think it'd be pretty cool if uh, they made it like... So there's a pretty common thing. I don't think like actual pirates ever did this. But it's a pretty like common thing among like media. Where it's just like a big spiked ball on the end of a chain. Yeah. And it's, it's not like a flail. It's literally just like they wield it by the chain and like throw it around. So like, what if it's kind of like Lawn Awakening-ish, but instead of like these blades, it's just like these huge ass spiked balls. Well, I was saying that was kind of my idea that I think would be actually really, really cool. It's like, imagine like a massive spiked ball with the chain, right? Like it's like huge. So when she throws it out, it's like a little bit big and like lumbering, but imagine instead of a ball with spikes, it's literally like an anchor. And she's like literally uh, beating yeah. you with an anchor and a chain. Literally just happened. Nautilus. Nautilus, yes, and Nautilus dude. Nautilus. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Except not as goofy looking. I hate how Nautilus looks. Yeah, he looks kind of silly. Dude, when the she other... sees you, she just attaches her, her anchor to you and you can't move from that spot. You like kind of like um, tether to that spot. Dude, the other thing I think would be sick is Alawi. If they had, if it was like an Alawi yeah. type thing, oh my god, that well, would that's, be so epic. That's one of the things I was about to say. Is I hope since like the succession is like this whole like super like beautiful like mermaid with these like super bright blues and all these flashy stuff. I hope if they lean into the pirate theme for the awakening, it's just fucking brutal, man. I want like a brutal like like awakening for this character. Where it's just like the physicality of it is like holy shit. Well, the ripping off of the hand and putting on a hook and. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here, yeah, okay. So, um, Roki San in chat is kind of reminding me. So her dad is Patrigio. So yep. what if it's something along the theme of money slash being a thief or like a 
Yeah. The night vendor. I saw like you say, I think in lines. the in the podcast Discord, I think I saw you say something about what if it's a thief or something like that. So that she steals she steals your armor and sells it back to you at three times the value? That's probably yeah, that's right. fucking brutal, man. Yeah, I don't know. Like uh my my only qualm with that is is like we kinda already have our assassins. So I don't know what a thief would do. Like, are we really just going to add another character that's all about, like, you know, slinking around and being invisible and attacking from the shadows and shit like that? You don't have to have it like that. It could no. be more like someone that steals a skill ability. She's magic, though. So it'll be a little bit different. It's not going to be like uh, hiding and whatever. It's going to be like, I have no idea. She's me, uh, Meowth, dude, from Pokemon. All her skills are going to be like, she's going to hit you and coins are going to fly out. <laughs> I don't know. It, it would be kind of cool. Uh, I don't know. What, oh, what really here, could here. Do. Her, yeah. her, uh, her awakening weapon would be an eye patch, a magical eye patch. She loses her eye in awakening. No, she just puts it on. And she whipped herself in the face with that extendo sword. <laughs> yeah, and needs an eye patch. Um, I don't know. It. I would actually love though if they kept with the the mermaid theme and went like further on that. I I know they won't, but man, I think it would be cool because I, I really think the whales and the water and the waves and all that stuff is is pretty freaking cool. But what about all those fish that you hated? Which fish, dude? I don't hate fish. That and that one skill where the fish kind of like awkwardly sit in the middle of the screen rather than dipping in and out of the oh, water. Oh, I do hate that part. I don't know why they added that. It's like every part of the animation is really cool, and then randomly there's a fish. There's like it's got a bunch of Nemo's floating too. in the air. <laughs> yeah, the clownfish. I'm not. I'm not on board with the clownfish stuff. I don't know why it's clownfish. I thought you would be fine with it if uh, you said you'd be fine with it if they actually just had them dip in and out of the water rather than stay in the middle of the screen awkwardly. No. no so you're rolling to this day one, right, Frosty? I'm rolling to this day one. Hold on, let me show you guys that. Have you seen this? I assume most of you guys have all seen this already, but we're just going to play it anyway. There's a chance maybe Reza and I actually haven't, but I do want to talk about its implications. Um, this is the the move, the move mobility that she uses uh, in the Heidel River. All right, so here we go. Yeah, I've seen those. Okay, I think, I don't know if she can just straight up walk on water, like just a walk, cause she's standing on this rock. Can. But it looks like if you're using her mobility that she can do it over water, which is actually pretty yeah. cool. That's yeah, what so it you, seems like. I think it, if you it, stop doing the mobility skills, you're gonna fall. Yeah, so she does the slide, then the flip, then the tether, then the mermaid skill. And then she goes back to the fucking slide, flip, tether again. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure she can't walk on water, but it's like you can just like use your movement skills to glide across it, essentially. And the more recent one, can you see this? The streamable that I pulled up on the boat? Yeah. Okay. This is uh, mm -hmm. this is one of the GMs or whatever using some of the abilities um, I the other day when they, they were demoing her. First of all, these water animations look so sick. Like, even just that first slash skill reminds me so much of Mystic, which I love. Look at how cool these skills look, dude. That's pretty cool looking. The fish look dumb. Right there, That those are the fish I hate. Look at these fish right here. <laughs> I 
They're supposed to be going in the wave, though. Dude, she looks sick, and then some wizard tries to ruin it. But, dude, her, her, it looks, it kind of, they do this with everybody. Maybe it's just because it's on a boat and there's people on the boat, but it looks kind of hard to track a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But it might also just be because I don't know what I'm looking at. Yeah, maybe not. It's not that hard to track. But, dude, these skills look freaking so cool. Yeah. And the and sound what, effects, was, dude. Was he in medium graphics? Or? I don't know. It, like, it kind of looks like remastered, but, like, yeah, like, I, it's really hard to tell what it is. Yeah, I can't tell. It doesn't... It doesn't... It doesn't look like it is remastered, but it's... It's definitely hard quality. Yeah, no, because the, the... When the witch uses... It's not remastered. There's no way, because when the witch uses its skills, like, these are not remastered animations. So... It looks freaking cool though, dude. I cannot wait. I am I am so hyped about this class. So yes, Breslar, right off the bat, I'm I'm most likely to save myself money from tagging. Um uh, trying to justify it. I, I'm 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 rolling. Abandoning the Kuno. Or is it your hash? Well my hash was tagged, so it's Oh okay. And I could always re-tag my whatever, you know? Um so here, I want to talk, let's talk about these skills. Wait, are, do you guys, I mean, Nayashi, you're going to forever be Maywall. You're never going to try anything else. You're frozen in 2016. But Rez, are you down <laughs> to try a new class? Is I'll this play it during seasons, in? but. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, it's not like I'm like locked into Berserker forever. I've rolled off of it plenty of times, as yeah. you know. Yep, but you've rolled a lot. I don't know. This this isn't really something that I think I'm like super into. Now, obviously like the awakening, who knows? Like I have to see it and then I have to get my hands on it before I could say anything definitive, but just from seeing the combat animations from the succession of Corsair, I'm kind of mm -hmm. like it looks fun. I'll have some fun grinding on it for seasons, but I don't think I'm going to like play it or anything. Yeah. Do you Now that might change once I like actually play it i might be like holy shit this class is amazing it's so much fun yada yada but i i doubt i will be are you into or not into the mermaid thing because i've noticed there's a um, lot of like it, it seems polarizing the mermaid some people are like dude the mermaid thing looks so cool and then some people are like dude i'm not gonna be a fucking mermaid that's so lame yeah i don't know i i i don't have a problem with the mermaid thing i just wish if they were gonna I almost wish that just would have been the class identity like instead of it being like you're a pirate who also occasionally turns into a mermaid like they should have just went hard with the whole mermaid theme you know yeah i, mean, I don't know i mean i'm kind of with you in that i i don't i'm not a big fan of the pirate theme in general i but apparently a lot of people are people love pirates i'm not yeah. as into pirates as other people well, this this class is almost exclusively for people that came from Mark Age, right? I mean, people love pirates in that game. I, I thought that's this... the whole reason they played. Maybe I I thought this was trying to attract the Sea of Thieves players. <laughs> the Sea of Thieves players, <laughs> true. Yeah. Um. And of course, that also, big ship, the big ship that they demoed. Yeah, that, the... that's what I was gonna say. Big ship also trying to bring all the old Arc Age players back, dude. Hey, we have big ships. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about some of these skills and some of the mechanics. And then after, I want to 
I want to get after we kind of break all this stuff down. I want to get you guys at thoughts on uh, her viability in large scale. So let's talk about this first. Okay, so she has. It looks like she does have an evasion passive that gives her essentially when it's maxed out four percent all evasion, which really isn't that much. Her evasion to me seems super strange. She also has a, an evasion buff of twelve percent for ten seconds. Um, on a skill that has a 20 second cooldown. So that won't have a whole lot of uptime. And then she has a separate evasion buff on a low cooldown that has a mobility on one of her mobility skills that lasts for five seconds. Um, and that's like a four second cooldown, right? I think, I think it's even less than that. I think it might be on a two second cooldown. So that one will be up all the time, but not once you're CC'd because the cooldown is so, I mean, the duration's so short. Um, so I don't know for me, the evasion part is kind of weird. Cause it seems like it, uh, I'm trying to think of a class. It's kind of like, uh, like hash has it a hundred percent of the time. Cause it's a 10 second cooldown and it's on your dash. Uh, this one seems like weirdly not, I get it's more like akin to ninja and Kuno, I guess where it's like not up all the time, but it's just odd that when it's not up, your evasion passive is only 4%. I don't know. It just seems like kind of low. So maybe they're not like trying to make it like an all-in evasion class, but it does seem to have evasion, not DR passives. Um, it also has a passive that when leveled up seems to give you 10 AP um, and some amount of HP. Um, all right, sorry, the, the pre-awakened one is 10 AP and then also gives you like 2% credit level 63. And then the succession one also gives you some AP and HP. I'm not sure how much HP, if it's every level or not, but... Um, there's that. And then, all right, so they have a couple new mechanics. Two new major mechanics and one new theme that they kind of started with the Sage and now are continuing here with this class. So one of the new mechanics is um, this guard break on some skills. So, for example... I'm excited for this. Uh, uh, Prime uh, Mareka Whale Song uh, has a has an attribute on it, an affix that is targets guard, guard gauge minus 25% on hit. So when you hit the player, their guard gauge will drop. I'm assuming because it doesn't specify that they have to actually be in block or forward guard that even if you just hit the player, their block gauge will pop up and drop 25%. Um, that's really unique, like a way to really put pressure on player's block. Um, this skill is a 20 second cooldown. It gives minus 25% on hit and then the 200% version of it is minus 40% on hit. So that's the first part of the new mechanic. The second part is um, this skill uh, Mareka Spiral Soak which is on hit. It's a 20 second cooldown. No guard gauge recovery for 10 seconds on hit. So not only can you break their block or chunk it down, but you can also prevent it from recovering for a duration of time. She seems to have two abilities that do this. One that lasts for 10 seconds and another one that lasts for five. What are the cooldowns on those respective abilities? The 10 second one is a 20 second cooldown. Let me find the other one. Um, or maybe I'm thinking of, maybe it's just the... Oh no, it's from, maybe it's from the e-buff that I was thinking about. The e-buff like adds that. So, 
I don't know. What do you, what are your guys thought on the on the guard break in prevention of recovery? So one that leads me to believe that probably the awakening won't have a grab. Um and I think that mechanic is actually really awesome. Uh I've been many players that I've talked to suggested that kind of same concept. Maybe not exactly like that, but like enhanced damage to blocks or something like that to classes that don't have grabs so that they can deal with these, uh, you know, SA block classes a little bit easier. Mm. So I think it's a really interesting mechanic, and I'm really hoping that the rework will incorporate that in some of the classes that tend to struggle versus the block, the shield classes, you know. So um, I think it's really, really good. Um, We'll have to see how it plays out if it's like, you know, too strong, balanced or not. Um, so we'll have to see. But I, I think it's interesting. I think it's a really good mechanic. I feel like it's the right direction, probably if this class doesn't have a block for them to test it out. Reslar? Uh Yeah, I just really think that they should remove Maywall from the game. Uh, <laughs> completely nah, I and utterly it, irrelevant to this it's uh I like it I think it's an interesting mechanic I I don't know if I like it if it takes away block percentage when you're not blocking I don't think I like it in that case but definitely like it should be a thing where if they're just holding your block you can use these skills to just like almost instantly destroy it like I like that. That's a good trade-off, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think I like it if it's like even if you just hit them with it, it just takes away their block percentage even if they're not blocking. That's kind of stupid. Um, but yeah, making it like a thing where you have to try and time your ability, uh, to hit, get that like uh block damage down or that block health down while they're blocking, I like that. And if that like I don't know, maybe you can be like, well only 20% for like kind of a risk of them just holding grab you use the ability and then you get grabbed or something then it's like I could understand that maybe you buff it a little bit to like you know because it's like what 20% right so maybe you buff it to like 40% or something I don't know but yeah I like it I think it's a pretty smart mechanic uh it's it's way better than a fucking uh like grab break thing whatever yeah um that you know, people have been tossing around his ideas, including us, forever. Because it's like, how do you deal with this? I think it's a, I think it's a pretty good way of dealing with it. Yeah, it seems. I'm looking at this. It, it, it looks like it does not apply to pre-awakening at all. So I don't think this mechanic or its features at all will be in awakening this seems like a succession thing only because even that the skills with the block break are not on the absolute versions the only one that is is the 200 percent um but none of the actual normal skills have the guard gauge minus percent on hit or the prevention of recovery so that seems like it's only a prime thing um i here's the thing is I have a feeling that the one that prevents recovery is avoidable. 
because I think you go into like the the mermaid thing and you see that happen. And then that should be your cue. If you're a block class, like I don't want to be hit by this to either like disengage or to use an iframe or whatever. Um, so I, I think it'll be avoidable. It's not, but in group play, it's going to be hard to avoid just because so much is yeah. going on. Um, but outside of that, like the blockage stuff, like I, I was, I was talking with uh, some friends about this because everyone's like, dude, that's so nuts. Like 25%, that's a lot. This is crazy. But it's like, dude, right now, if I'm like, if I engage someone with my gear on either Hash or Kuno, like I instantly 100 to zero people's blocks and they still just go about their business. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know like how crazy it actually is. Like it's really just like, it kind of, it's only the recovery that's actually like really crazy to me. Yeah, I don't really like the recovery thing. You don't like I I like the recovery thing. I think it's interesting, but it's also very limited um I think except for the e-buff, which we're going to talk about in a second. But as far as just her normal abilities, it's only on one single ability with a 20 second cooldown. Um the yeah. the recovery thing. So I don't know. I, I just think like here's my issue with the whole recovery thing mm -hmm. is if you were fighting like if you're an undergeared person fighting an overgeared person, that is such you're based like that there's no way in hell, right? Like there's just no way. If you if they just instantly kill your block and now you just can't recover your block for an amount of time. Mm -hmm. That that I can mean, be pretty just, problematic. You're literally just fucked. There's no way to like beat someone who is like if you're like a guardian fighting a Maywa, right? And the Maywa has an ability to prevent you from regenerating your guard and the Maywa has fucking fifty gear score on you. Like there is no way in hell. On a, yeah. They, they're just gonna I, instantly annihilate your block. There's nothing you can do and then you're just I, gonna lose an SA trade. I agree. And the SA trades when you have even gear is definitely in favor of the Maywa actually. But what if in the scenario of like, let's say it's this mermaid versus a guardian, right? What if I, when you see them turn into mermaid form, you kind of know, because they start, they turn into a mermaid and then go into the ground. You kind of have the opportunity to avoid getting hit by it. So then it, is it, is it like that oppressive? And then they can't really do it again for 20 seconds. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like, um, I mean, maybe you might be right. Maybe 10 seconds is too long. Maybe it should be five seconds. But I do think it's an interesting mechanic because conversely, in that same situation where you're saying like the the Mewa in that example, Mewa overgearing whatever class it is, I mean, what is the Mewa supposed to do against a guardian that's overgeared? Yeah, in the, in the reverse, nothing. do we have a well, problem yeah. with that as well? Well, but that's what this change is hoping to solve, right? Well, this is this only for this, class, this mechanic. I know, but you can't tell me yeah. that they're not going to think about adding this into other classes with all the class reworks coming out. If this is a, is it if this is a successful thing, right? To like counter that problem. And I think they should add it to other classes uh as well that maybe, don't have grabs. I mean, I, I have no guarantee that they are. I I maybe they'll consider it, but I I don't know. It seems like people like the people that are gonna play this class are excited for this, and all the people that aren't think that this is busted and shouldn't be a thing. I I honestly think that this specific feature will go through a number of different buffs and nerfs. Honestly, like it's it's gonna take some fine tuning for them to get it right because yes, it could definitely be very abusive towards Here's classes that don't necessarily have the kit. 
I can deal with it. Here's what I would like to see, right? You give, if you're going to do a mechanic like this, here's how I ideally would like it to be implemented. Don't, don't do the whole can't region thing. Or if you do do the whole region, can't region thing, you make it like a pretty short amount of time. But I really just don't like that in general. I think you give every non-grab class like two of these abilities. They're protected. They don't do a lot of damage. But the block chunk is quite significant. One of them is on a fairly low cooldown, and it's got a fairly quick animation, and it's got a low amount of block percentage take away. So let's say like 10%, right? It's on like a maybe like six, seven second cooldown. It's 10%. You have to hit their block for it to take away their block. And that's that. Then you have a second skill that's a longer animation, a longer cooldown, and a way bigger chunk percentage, right? So that that can be like a 40% or something like that. So that way, the whole time you're fighting, you have like this kind of, if they're ever just sitting in block, you can really just chunk them for a solid, like, let's say like 30, 40%. And, but then like throughout the fight, you're just kind of trying to poke away little by little at their guard with your 10%. And that becomes a a game of like making sure you're not blocking whenever that skill is going to get popped, right? Like uh, I, in yeah. in my opinion, I feel like that's the way that you would want to implement that but personally. In that in that scenario that you painted, how are they ever actually breaking the block because if they use one super armor ability, it recovers that 40% in in 2 seconds. Yeah. That's, and the other thing the is thing. like w the way guardians deal with like being slowed to death. They can literally just rotate their their iframes, right? So same kind of concept to outlast the the gauge. Block. Basically, if they use uh their phoenix dive every eighteen seconds, that's gonna full recover their block. If they use the little three the slide into the three slash iframe that lingers, that fully recovers their block. And then anytime they use a super every time they use cleansing flame, they get like thirty five percent of their block back yeah that's the thing is like even though that sounds really cool on paper it's like you're still just not actually making real progress towards anything um meaningful i don't know like i don't know how they just would recover it really quick well, I it's mean, like even... that 20 the 25 percent uh block gauge one that's for on each hit and there's two hits on that skill right uh so that's it. Just that's says 50, on, it just says on hit, block. so I I don't think it actually would be fifty percent. I mean, I don't know though. I don't know for sure. It just well, says on the hit. skill literally says there's hit one and hit two. So yes, but it that, only says by on definition, hit. It doesn't say on hits or on multiple hits. It just says on hit. So I I don't know if it takes fifty percent or not. Yeah, but it's possible the, it does. <clears throat> the other thing too is like Nayashi in the scenario of like a Maywa versus a Guardian. Even if you completely outgear the Guardian, you're not killing him because his block is broken. You're killing him because he just died. His block is almost always still available. <laughs> it's just that you're like getting behind him and killing him, you know? Well, all right. So let's give some context to that scenario, though. So right now, I don't have the capability of breaking, say, Ambertet's block, right? Right. Uh, we're, we're dueling a little bit last night. Um, I don't have the capability to just pressure through his block unless I like e-buff and do a full like pedal bloom moonlight dash into him and maybe a little bit of extra chip damage to break his block. Their block is obviously very tanky. 
Um, so it's not worth my time to do that because if he reads me and I'm constantly doing the same thing, he could just end up grabbing me because he knows I, he's protected from no CC on those two skills. So in the context where currently I'm not able to break his guard, yes, I'm 100% am not even bothering with his guard. I'm literally going for back attack damage. And um, whenever he does a super armor ability, I go and trade it, basically. Right, you're um, trading into the essay is the main thing. Correct, correct, yeah. Um, the thing is, though, like, even if you could, like, even if all of your abilities, they put the 10% block break on every ability Mewa has, every time he I would slides, definitely not agree with that. I think no, that would be no, no, way no, I, no, I'm not saying you would. I'm just giving you an example. Every time he slides, he recovers it. Every time he uses Phoenix Dive, he recovers it. Every time he uses the Long Eye Frame, he recovers it. Every time he uses Cleansing Flame, God Incinerator, any of the pre-awakened skills, any of the, uh, the pre-awakened mobility, or, like, the, the little, like, leap thing. Yeah. The super armor leap, like no, all I, of that, understand. like the recovery speed is so fast that like it's not like a guardian is getting their block is breaking, they're getting staggered. The other thing too that a lot of people don't realize, if you use a skill with frontal guard, we tested this the other day because someone was telling me about this, and I was like, I've not even thought about that. But if you use a skill with frontal guard and your block reaches zero. You don't get CC'd. You don't anyways. get CC'd. You have to still move around their frontal guard to hit them. It's almost as if they have super armor. They still take um they still take damage from the front with a broken block, but they don't actually They don't get the stagger back. Yeah, they don't they get the don't, stagger. They, they're only, CC immune from the front. Right. You yeah. only get staggered if you're actually Q blocking or S blocking. Yeah. Um yeah. So um even in the I scenario guess... where you break a block in one ability, the next ability they use, if it's super armor or iframe, it's going to recover. Yeah, so what it's about though, it's not necessarily like the goal is to break the block and CC them that way, right? That's mm -hmm. not necessarily the goal. It's just it's an alternative situation. You're forcing them to do specific abilities. Yeah, and exactly. it's it's kind of like it's kind of like your leading them into the path that you want in order to achieve yeah. victory. Right. That's so, what I was about to say. Is it's example, not about it's not about breaking their block and like staggering them and that's yeah, why you like, won. It's about making them do something that you don't that they don't want to do. Yeah. So it's, like it's in, about making them go away from what's comfortable for them for what they might be trying to plan. It's like another like Nash you said, it's another uh, like path for you to go. No, well, I I agree with that in concept, but I'm saying in practice, if you really think about it, even with this mechanic that's why I pointed out to Nayashi, like if you had ten percent block break on every skill, which you said would be way too strong, but in the case of like you fighting a guardian they literally could do their normal rotation and they'd be well, recovering stamina they wouldn't really have to do anything different they're already iframing they're already using cleansing flame yeah 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 and I, and I get what you're talking about what i'm saying is like if they overextend those rotations which they might have a game plan that incorporates that they could be punished for that by having no guard and then they're forced to go into essay which is favorable to me right because I can definitely outtrade the essays if I'm equivalent gear to him. Okay. And that is not a situation he wants to be in. Forces his iframes. Yes, he'll recover his guard, but his guard isn't going to be fully recovered, depending on how much damage. So the idea is it's pressuring two fronts. You know? I, I like, understand. I, I, yeah. I get it. But I'm saying, like, even yeah. in the, like, I can, I do damage to Amritat's block. It's not yeah. changing anything. I mean, if, if, if I was even gear score with Amritat, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could definitely pressure his guard like a lot more often like right now it's basically only with ebuff 
Um, because he's you know he's significantly more geared than me right now. So but, this um, class has, I mean, it really only has. The I mean, one. what if so? Yeah. What if instead of so? Uh, what if instead of having like a? It's also great in large scale though. It's not what if having what if instead time. of having a thing where it prevents your guard from regenerating, we change like guards themselves to where it's like whenever your block gets broken, right, it doesn't regen for you know a second or two, and then it slowly starts regening up, and then the closer it gets to one hundred, like the faster it regens basically. So if you only get their block down to like eighty percent, then it regens fairly quick. But the lower you get their their block down, the slower it like regens up, right? Like, what if we change just the block gauge instead of having a skill that does it? That would allow like, you the opportunity to break it. it rather than it just fully recovering. Yeah. I mean, the idea so is it's cool, like... but, but is it affecting all classes equally? Because, like, ninjas block instantly breaks. Like, their block dies really yeah. fast. My, Mayo's block instantly breaks almost in a lot of cases. Well, well I mean, I should yeah. say it actually at my DP, it instantly breaks, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, for, for me personally, I, I don't think that... I think on paper this sounds nuts, and it's a really cool idea, but I, I honestly think the reason they also added is the recovery thing is because of just how easy it is to recover your block anyway. And it's yeah. only on... I mean, literally, it's on a 20-second cooldown skill, and then they have this buff, which I'm I'm struggling to fully understand exactly how it works because the wording is really, really weird. But it's this 10 second cooldown buff that looks like it continuously uses um, mana, 500 MP. It says it will lose 500 MP each time you control it. While active, the following skills gain additional effects. And uh, it says waves will appear and inflict extra hits. Enemies hit by the waves will have their guard gauge decreased by 8%. And then that's on certain skills on uh, Wave Lash, Storming Gale, and Wave Pout. And then on Ocean Pearl, Wipeout, Overflow, and Tide's Kiss. It says enemies hit by the ocean pearl will see their guard gauge decrease by 10% and the ocean's pearl power is heightened and its attack range is also increased. And then on the last one, ocean melancholy and storm surge, they get their block gauge decreased by 10%. So this sounds almost hey. like a, you're going to have like three seconds or you get to use maybe three of these abilities and then it goes away because you run out of MP or something. I, I It's hard Probably, to tell. Probably, yeah. Like it's, it's a mana dump kind of thing. Here's the other thing, like not to jump back to the previous thing, but... um. It does say block gauge decreased on hit, right? But we don't know if that is just all it does or if also the damage you do to the block continuously decreases it as well. So, for example, like you're going to do your normal damage to a block, right? And it, you know, chunks it for however much it does, right? But then you also have this secondary aspect of the skill with the block gauge um, destruction, essentially, um, that is compounded on top of it is that what's happening or is it like this skill will only ever do 25 percent? no that wouldn't really make sense because even in the case of like the mareka whale song like just looking at the damage numbers and the pvp damage reduction on it if i hit someone if i hit a ninja with that and it didn't have the target guard gauge they would lose way more than 25 percent of their block so if they actually only lost 25 percent, it would be a, a nerf not a buff yeah that's that's what i'm saying like depending on how that's read and how it actually functions mm -hmm. that could actually be relatively bad if you're higher ap because you would expect yourself to break someone's guard which i assume they have it where it's a combination where it does additional 25 percent block right. damage 
rather than just this is all it does. Um, because that would just be dumb. The higher AP you are, the worse off it is, right? Because you're just not breaking anyone's guard with it. So, um, yeah, I think it definitely is. It inflicts your damage to the guard, but also takes this percentage. Correct. It, they, I wish they would re, uh, reword that tooltip to say additional uh, block gauge reduction or something like that. Something that makes more sense. Um, but yeah, it's that's the other thing too. Like in your scenario, you're talking about Frosty with the 10% on the skills and whatnot. I'm constantly mm-hmm. dealing with damage. That. You, you got to consider that fact too. My other skills are also doing damage as well as the block gauge damage. Yeah, I, no, so, I am. That That's yeah. what I'm pointing out though. I, I just still think it's really in a 1v1 scenario, like large scale, I think the implication is way bigger. 1v1? Yes, 100%. A guardian large is still going to be able to get his block back unless you vastly outgear him. And I think that's their way of balancing it too. Like in a lot of cases, some classes were, will definitely be able to recover their blocks still. And, um, you know, in 1v1 scenarios, it won't feel as oppressive. But in large scale, it can be far more beneficial. So maybe yeah. that's their way of balancing it. What's I don't know. I just, I just really don't like the whole non-recovery thing. Fair back. I think the idea of the block break is fine. I just, I'm not a fan of the non-recovery thing because it's, but it's a 10 second di- effect, right? Uh, yeah, it's 10 second effect. But so can... it's a 10 second effect on a 20 second cooldown. That means for 50% of your fight, you can't regenerate if your block. If you're being hit by it every time. Like if you're, but that's like saying, like, dude, if you get hit by, for example, like, um, like if you get hit by Dragon's Pit, let's say Dragon's Pit on Mystic had this, would you not be like, well, why do you keep getting hit by this skill? Uh, during your fight, a hundred percent of the time they use it. But the thing is, is if it depl- if it gives you that effect when you're not even blocking, if it's like a fairly fast ability or has a large AOE, that they're just like, it. I don't know. I, I'm well, just it's, not. It's on one of the. I'm not the, a fan. It's on one of the big mermaid skills, and we saw in that clip, like you can see, she in all of them, she turns into the mermaid, and then like does the ability. So you should be able to, she literally hops into a mermaid, then does the ability. So you should be able to avoid getting hit by it if you see her turn into a mermaid. I don't see why you wouldn't be able to dodge this. Um, I also wonder too, I wonder specifically on this debuff, on the block recovery debuff, if, it, if, it, if it's kind of like a slow debuff where it only actually applies if it hits the character and not their guard. Because that's also another thing that we don't really know for sure. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't specify that. I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan of that whole thing. I think if you want to have something like that, if you think that something like that is necessary, then maybe you just tack it on to the block break skills. You just have it be like one to two seconds of non-regeneration. Instead of it being just one skill with a 10 second, like, all right, for the next 10 seconds, I basically just get to fuck you. And like, there's really not much you can, yeah, you but, can do but about it, not... defensive speaking. I mean, but I don't know. In what world does like the prevention of recovery completely just stop the character? Like, I'm trying to think like maybe on Nova, just walking around. But all these classes still have protected CCs. They still have super armor um, outside of suck Nova. I mean, arguably Valk, they still have an iframe. So it's not like you're like disabled for 10 seconds. 
I mean, I'm pretty sure I can think of one very serious thing. Okay. Uh, I don't think you can Q block whenever your block is broken, correct? Like, you literally can't do it. So if, it, it, if, if you're broken, stuck... yes. If you are stuck at 0% for 10 seconds, that means you literally can't do any of your cancels on an Awakened Warrior. You literally can't combo for it, 10 seconds if, you're if your block, block is broken. Yeah. Right. Okay. That would be debilitating, but that would require both things to have happened. You, it prevented the recovery and your block be completely broken. Yeah, I don't know. I I just I can see a lot of ways in which this can go wrong, especially in a situation in which the person who is fighting the Corsair is like lower geared than the Corsair. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if it's a gear disparity, I mean, in most cases, the massive gear disparity is going to result in the person with more gear winning anyway. I, I don't know. No, like... 100%. But, like, I feel like this is, like, almost taking away your ability to even outplay in a lot of ways. But you can avoid getting hit by it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Unless, well, it's a uh, we'll unless like, in practice, it's actually completely unavoidable, then, yeah, I 100% agree. It, it's going to be way too strong. If it's completely unavoidable, then yeah, I 100% think like that's not going to be fair at all. Um, but if it's avoidable in any way, then it's like they only get the attempt to do that every 20 seconds. And then they also, coupled with that, have to break your block or get it low enough to break. So I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying like, I don't immediately hate the thing because i need to see it in practice where my main concern is which we have to talk about is the e-buff because the way the e-buff is worded is incredibly vague and it sounds absolutely insane to me um hold on, let me find that let me find the e-buff um these the prime skills yeah where is this whirling slash the buff am i blind uh here we go uh prime hydro power so the e-buff gives all ap plus 20 pretty normal all dp plus 20 pretty normal all resist 50 percent for 30 seconds uh fairly normal for some classes and then it says can receive high tide effect prevents guard gauge recovery for five seconds on hit so I don't know if this means while you're also using the buff from this heirloom of the crow where it's like coupled together. So only a couple skills would get this, or if it just means for your entire e-buff, you get this. Cause that would be way too strong. Uh, 30 seconds of where basically like anything you do <laughs> prevents guard recovery sounds way too busted and insane. I assume it's not that, and it's tied to this heirloom of the crow skill. Where like it just is adding as well as the high tide effect. It's also adding this prevents guard gauge for the two skills that you use when this buff is up. But I, I don't know for sure. It's like really confusing and I need to see it in practice. Um, if that's how that works, like that's actually ridiculously strong. Yeah, I mean, I doubt it's like that because that would just be insane. But All right, I'm back. Welcome back. I want to talk to you guys about this other thing um, aside from the block recovery thing. Um, so this class, everyone keeps telling me it's an iframe class. It's not an iframe class. Like this class has 
only the only iframes are when it's in mermaid form when it goes like invisible or jumps into the ground for that that brief moment and then the rest of the skills are super armor um so it only has iframe on those like mermaid skills but it doesn't have like a short cooldown iframe so it's a little bit more similar to awaken nova in that regard like on the mermaid skills it has the iframe when it goes into the mermaid change or whatever when she goes underground but when she's just upright she doesn't have uh any normal iframes it's mostly super armor and what they're doing to make this i guess feel a little bit safer is on a bunch of abilities they're giving her five seconds of 50 percent grapple resistance which um, is insane so for example on whale song 50 percent grapple resistance for five seconds upon using skill on jet stream 50 percent grapple resistance for five seconds upon using skill on spiral soak 50% for five seconds, basically on every mermaid skill, um, on four of them. What are your guys' thoughts on that being like the anti-grab mechanic? They for obviously- For five seconds, and there's four different abilities that do it, all, all on 20 second cooldowns. They basically don't want her touched other than chip damage in that form. They really yeah. want to preserve that form for some reason. I mean, those those skills are, like you said, those are the ones where the animations are quite long. So I kind of get that they they don't want you to just be able to, like, walk up and grab them as they're doing their, like, three-second animation. But, yeah, I don't know. Five seconds, maybe a bit much. Uh, I don't think there's any skills in there that are five-second animations, are there? I think no, they're usually, I, like, I don't two know, to yeah. three. No, looking at that, like, again, that, that little video that we watched, the little streamable link, like yeah this whole clip is 25 seconds long and she uses like eight or nine ability and like none of these are she recycles a couple of them but yeah yeah so i don't i don't think any of her abilities other than her ult her ult is quite long so like that one i can understand but i don't think any of them seem like they're longer than like three seconds maybe so like maybe just have it be specifically the duration of like that ability and like that i can kind of understand but if it's like you use that ability and it's only like a 1.5 second animation and so now for 3.5 seconds she's just doing her normal things but also she can't be grabbed like that's that seems a little much but yeah i don't know it just depends on how long the animations are like i don't mind her having that grab resist for the duration of the animation um but that's that's to me that's as long as it should I, go. I think it should only be a couple seconds as well. I don't think five seconds is a little much. Yeah, it, it doesn't need to be longer than the animation. I don't think because that seems to be the purpose of that. So there's no reason to make it longer than the duration of the animation. Like I I personally hate grabs. I think it's a dumb mechanic, but I think that's way too much. I think that's How unfair. Does, for... let, me, let me hop over to to my sage real quick i'm curious how does suck sages because suck sages while you're in two second there's just two seconds yeah yeah there's it's this... it's like while you're in the orb essentially but you can come out sooner than two seconds Early. so does the buff yeah, stay on just... you past it it does i believe, so, I believe. yeah, yeah. All right, i'm gonna test this right now um uh while you're swapping over... No, it, it goes away immediately. It does not last a full duration. Oh, it does? So maybe that's how it'll uh, work in this mermaid thing. Maybe it'll last it up to five seconds, but will only maybe last they're... the duration of the mermaid thing. Because, yeah, the buff disappears from your bar the moment yeah. you come out of Rift Chain. 
even maybe if you end it early. Like that, Five that I, I absolutely it, it slowed. Maybe the longest mermaid animation is five seconds. So they made it five seconds, but the second you come out of mermaid form, you lose the buff. Maybe but, maybe it's just because the, the animation is so susceptible to slows that they wanted to make sure that it was covered for grabs. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's obvious that they don't want, because the animations are quite long for all the mermaid things, they don't want you to just walk up and grab them. And, like, that's fine. If it works like Sage in that regard, then I think that's fine. I have no qualms about it, honestly. Um, their 100% is interesting. So their 100% is off of the skill. Basically, it's just like three-part damage dealing ability um, on the normal skill. And then as a float on the last hit, also gives them the evasion buff and the grapple resist. Uh, but the 100% version of it um, basically just has like way more hits. And... It gives allies plus 700 max HP for 20 seconds and all HP recovery, allies, or sorry, allies HP recovery plus 200 every two seconds for 10 seconds. Um, I'm assuming it's when you're passing through allies. I think they have to be touched by the water or something around you. You have like an aura or whatever. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on this class 100% making it a more viable support class than Shy? I think it's probably the better direction because it has the, you know, the support elements that don't seem ridiculous, but also its combat potential is there. That actually so. is huge for, like, just single engages to 100% buff all of your allies. Yeah. I think it's actually kind of nuts. I agree, but, I mean, it's... Is it really going to be OP? Because you know, like, people on the opposing side are also going to be running this. It doesn't stack, does it? I would assume. Uh, stack with what? Oh, I doubt it. I doubt it. It's probably a buff that'll get replaced on your bar by another. Like, if there's more than one, you mean? More than one person? Yeah. I doubt it'll stack. No, but um, I also assume it's max 10 targets. I assume you can only... Yeah, maximum 10 targets. So you can only do it to 10 allies. But I still think in a singular push, like, that's actually such a huge buff on an yeah. engage i could actually see that getting nerfed a little bit like maybe if it was like I, max I hp 300 like that. why because i think anything anything that encourages like the whole all right everybody just group together in this little bunch and then we'll all we'll have three people use an ability before we engage yeah I'm anything that encourages that, that is yeah. fucking lame it's boring it sucks we've had it for like five years get rid of it stop doing that it's bad no i don't like it I, I agree with that. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't disagree. I I just think it should be a little bit smaller. This is why I think I it should like the 700 HP is a lot. Maybe if it was like 250, where it's something that felt like that's a nice buff, but it's not necessary. But 700 is, I mean, that can be a huge difference. Uh, difference in a fight. Yeah, they can be actually. Um. Um. What. But then again, Sorry. like here, here's the way someone's like pointing out nobody's going to group up for 1k boost. And I, I kind of agree. Like, Shy has that. People don't group up to get that buff, even from Shy's, and their buff is better than that. So I also don't think it's really going to make people group but people, up. But here's the thing is people group up for PA, and a good Shy will use their buffs while people are grouping up for PA. Yeah. And like, this will be the same thing. Sure. But all, I mean, all it means is I mean you're just with the group already anyway. It doesn't really change anything necessarily. 
I don't know. I mean, people die so fast you might not even notice. I, who knows? But it's um. I, I think the max HP is a little bit too high on it. Is my only. It thing. might be. All, all I know is that's what shies are gonna reroll to that class. Probably. If if this class becomes like a hey feed your corsairs, it's gonna be lame. I don't feed me. I'm telling you, Noto, ahead of time in wars, I, I'm not buffing you guys unless it's natural. <laughs> I hate I, think I hate the rage transfer should, mechanic in this game entirely. It's, they, it's so I dumb. do too. I, I they should get rid of rage transfer. I've I said this years ago. They should just get rid of rage transfer entirely it's an awful mechanic but um they should just reduce the amount of targets so it'll be good for like if you were to use it Select in like a few. flex scenario where you're like you're you and like two other people are trying to tackle this base right and it's like all right we're gonna like dive into the base try and get these rebuilds let's get this buff real quick right like that's a situation that's like really cool super useful like it doesn't encourage huge ball v ball fucking like let me roll my guild into your guild bullshit. Like that would be neat if like they just make it less targets. Just what's make the, it like uh, maximum what's the duration of it? Uh the HP buff is twenty seconds and the HP recovery is ten seconds. Just make it like maximum three targets and honestly I'm pretty fine with it. I think you do have to actually make contact with targets because it says um let me read it again. Where if they it? touch the water. No, it doesn't say that part necessarily, but I feel like it's like implied. So it says, Ride gentle waves in mermaid form to navigate through enemies with dream whales, and tidal wave will wash over your enemies soon after. Um, so I, I think you just have to, like, while you're in mermaid form, you literally have to pass through allies to buff them, I think. Or at least, like, the water that's around her has to, like, make contact. I don't know. Anyway, that part's kind of weird. But I wanted to ask you, so I was looking at these skills and I was like watching all the combat, I was watching the combat trailer and the mobility and I wanted to know like, cause we, you talked about a little bit off the top that you think it's gonna be kind of similar to Suck DK and Awaken Hash. Or well, I said Awaken Hash, but I think that um, while it's utility is gonna be really strong in large scale, so guilds definitely are gonna want it. I think on an individual level, I actually think that this class is going to be hard to frag out on because you are almost exclusively in super armor and the yeah, AoEs you're... really aren't that big. Um, they do have some jump back features and dive back in. Yeah, they have a lot of mobility like and stuff. So you're going to be like elusive, but in like a group fight, I yeah. I don't think you're going to I don't think it's going to be super easy to like top frag on this class right off the bat unless like the skills are overtuned and she's just like one-shotting people but if they're like relatively normally tuned like if they feel I don't know like somewhere between awaken hash and suck hash I actually think this is going to be hard to top frag on personally probably I think a lot of people are going to play it and it's going to be super fun in 1v1 and in small scale fights and grinding and stuff. And then they're going to be like, ugh, like struggling in large scale because you're just in super armor the whole time with not a whole lot of ways to avoid being hit by stuff. Yeah. Next Osu says Frosty's already making excuses. <laughs> for my next tag dude yeah that's that's why i'm tagging something else i've changed I've rolled, um, i'm already rolling off this class before he's I, already I got, got a roster he's already got his own roster um not to jump back to the topic but um do you think the 
blockage damage is actually going to do that damage even if they wrote they do a super armor ability and you hit their super armor i am not 100 percent sure i think if it just does on the then plane, your scenario you talked about earlier is like irrelevant i feel yes if if all of your skills you mean that all of your skills hitting yeah them, yeah, yeah and yeah, then yeah. it would keep it down forever <laughs> right but the thing yeah. is is this class it only has one skill I believe yeah, one. yeah, I, I think agree. it only has one skill that does it, and then if you have, if you pop this heirloom thing, which I I need to see how it actually works, then you technically have two. Um, yeah, and we don't know if that team. one skill is doing fifty percent or if it's only twenty five, based on that whole text of right. the hit on hit. So it looks like only whale song removes the guard gauge as far as just raw succession abilities. Um. And then potentially the e-buff as well. Yeah, that's the only one that actually removes their block. So it's only one 20-second ability. And then they have a separate um, skill that also prevents the guard recovery. Uh, also on a 20-second cooldown. Uh, but this e-buff, it sounds like the e-buff will apply it to more situations. I just don't know and this heirloom skill. I just don't know how it works exactly. Yeah, we don't have enough is, info. It's bad. It sounds like an Excel type thing that instead of using like a separate star bar or whatever they call it, <laughs> it, <laughs> it sounds like it's just using your mana and once your mana's out, you don't get the tide buff anymore. And I don't know what her mana pool is, but if it's 500 mana per skill, you should be like at most three, right? Like what's a wizard's mana pool? Isn't there's like the largest? How much does a whiz witch have um, at when you're like level 62, 63 and full like I have no idea. health level? Hopefully someone in chat lets me know. But um, yeah, if it's 500 per skill, I think you'll run out pretty quick. Plus pots, maybe four at most. 1606. Yeah, so I don't know. It'll be interesting. She also has um, three, it looks like three total protected CCs. Um, Although one of them, I'm really curious if she's actually protected at the end. I think there's a chance that she's not, but it looks like she has a uh, a protected float on one of the mermaid skills, uh, potentially, as long as she's still super armor on the actual hit at the end. Um, and then another protected float on a separate mermaid ability, and then she has a skill where she spins around and it's a bound and super armor while moving. Um, that looks kind of like, um, at least the way it looks, I, I don't know. I don't know how it actually will look in game, but it sounds kind of like the new lawn skill that scoots them backwards, but I can't, it's hard to tell. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it's not that. Um, so we'll see. What are you guys, I mean, I don't know. She doesn't have a grab. I assume we're happy that she doesn't have a grab. Are we happy yeah. she doesn't have a grab, Rez? We're happy. Would you? Uh, and indifferent. Would you rather her just have a grab and remove all this guard stuff? Uh, not necessarily, because I, I think the guard break, again, I think that's a good mechanic for classes that don't have a grab. Um, so if if the idea is either non-grab classes get th this type of mechanic or non-grab classes get a grab, like mm -hmm. that's really ridiculous. So, yeah, I'd rather just have this mechanic. I just think... 
I, I'm my only thing is I'm concerned that this mechanic is too strong. Obviously, we won't know until we get our hands on it. We can test around with it. We can, you know, see how it works in an actual fight. There's a lot of unknowns here, but that's my only thing is I'm concerned that it might be a little bit too much. The fact that you have the guard break plus the non-guard recovery. Do you um, think that that is know. stronger than just having a grab on a 10 second cooldown? Like for mm, no. a 1v1? No, I would say grab is still more powerful. But large scale, it changes, right? Because if you hit yeah. 10 yeah. people with a guard, guard recovery break. prevention... Yeah, yeah. that's so far more powerful in large scale than grab. Yeah, obviously, yeah. So, because grab only targets one person, you know, whereas this can hit multiple people. What if you so, can yeah. grab multiple people, Rizzler? Well, except How when we all goofily jump into the striker grab trying to save our friend and then his throwdown knocks us all <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah, the, the bound yeah. hits everyone. Yeah, that's what I was about to say is you kind of technically can if people are stupid. All right, we're not stupid. We're desperate. It's different. We're we're desperately trying to save our, our ally, you know? No, I think it's stupid. <laughs> and trust me, that's happened to me plenty of times. I'm stupid. I mean, I, once, I, once a striker grabs someone, there's literally nothing you can do to stop them. You just like, slow you debuff them. Either... I always say, I'm like, dude, just slow debuff them, and then once his combo starts, you can try to CC him. But for now, just slow debuff him. Don't try to CC yeah. his grab. He can't be CC'd. He can't even be grabbed yeah. out of the grab. Yeah. Um. All right. In our last three classes... Hash, Nova, Sage. Based on what we know from those launches, do you think that this class is going to come out? Like, where where do you see this class coming out as far as, like, pure power in Node Wars? I, I don't know, Rez, if you were dealing with Suck Sages in War or not. But uh, I'm going to try to... And not, not everyone agrees with me, but this is how I remember it, and I feel pretty confident saying this. The launch of Hash, it didn't feel overly strong. It wasn't... Hash didn't feel overly strong until the Rebombs came out. And then a couple weeks after the Rebombs came out, it was nerfed. But the launch of Hash didn't feel too strong. It felt pretty all right. Awakening, most Awakening Hashes didn't even think it was viable in large scale. Lots still don't. Um, when the Rebombs came out, it was like super strong. And then they nerfed it only two weeks after the Rebombs came out or somewhere around there. Two to three weeks after the Rebombs came out. And I feel like Hash stayed in a, a fairly comfortable place. There was a while, like a couple months back, where I think a lot of people felt like Hash might be the strongest assassin. But I feel like ever since the Arid nerf, like I see way fewer Hashes and a lot more Ninja and Novas. Uh, Nova, when it came out, I mean, Suck is still insane in 1v1, but most people overall don't really like the class, even for large scale. Um, Awakening, I don't think people realize how strong it was at, at first, but now it seems more and more people are switching to Nova. And then Sage out of the gate was just absolutely insane <laughs> on Succession. Yeah. Once it got its full kit, it was like nuts. And then Awakening started off kind of weak, and then they added the Overcharge thing, and it was insane. And now it's kind of been toned down a little bit. I think Awakened Sage still is super strong. But I'm curious, where do you guys think this class is going to come out? Is it going to be like oppressive in wars, really strong in wars? Is it going to be meta? What I do you think? I think it's going to be probably a meta class out of the gate. Really? I disagree. At least for large scale. Mm. Nah, I don't think so. 
I think it's going to provide so much utility in a large scale scenario that you kind of need to have it. Like the block break aspects, block uh, block lock basically aspects, and also you know even the small HP buffer or um, the small little thing it does. Like I think even that will be useful too. I just think it's going to provide a lot of different kinds of utility that we haven't had previously. That um, it'll make it for a good large scale class, even though Frosty did mention that it's going to be very susceptible to being punished as a super armor movement primarily. Res? Um, I think it's going to be pretty strong, but I don't, I don't know. I, I don't see... I don't think you're going to have guilds like flooded with Corsairs. There's probably going to be like... like I'd say a two... handful, like five. No, I don't think even that. I think you're probably going to have like two, three Corsairs like in a normal war. And like a 30-man, you might have like one to two. Mm. They're going to be pretty strong, but not like crazy. I think they're going to be kind of weak on the outset while people are just kind of like learning what the class does. And then as people start like learning what the class does, it's it's going to get better and better, essentially. I think that we as people are very simple. And even though it does have a lot of utility, um, if you're not getting a lot of kills, you don't care about that utility. Most people don't care. I think that that's fair to say. Like when you go into a node war, everyone cares about how many kills they got and how many times they died. And I think if the average person is not fragging out that the amount of people that play this class in node wars is going to fall off pretty early on. And this is like in all the skill animations and everything I've seen outside of one singular whale ability that has kind of a decent amount of, uh, AOE in front of it. It's, it's like a true melee class. And I like, even if it's damage is kind of nuts. Like I'm thinking like, Suck DK has really good damage, but people struggle with it in war. Like you have to be really good. Yeah, and, and positioning is important. So and it's very elusive too, if played well. I think it'll be strong, yeah. but I think the average person's gonna have a hard time finding success with it in Node Wars with all the damage. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think you're gonna have, like, initially you're gonna have more everyone. of them, but yeah, they're not gonna be very good. Gonna it's archetype yeah, and, and look, everyone good. wants to play it. After, after like, I don't know, like three weeks to a month, you're going to have a lot less of them, but you're going to start running into ones where you're like, holy shit, this dude's really good. And then eventually it's going to become one of those classes where it's like fairly popular. Like it's not super low on the list, but most of them are just like competent and there's going to be a couple of really insane ones. It's just going to be one of those like mid, like mid tier classes, I think. Both in popularity and in like, uh, like ability. Everyone will average a like seven to six KD ratio, except for Smoover, who will be like a hundred kills and five deaths. But everyone else is gonna struggle. That's that's how it'll play. That's how I see it. Like someone's like the average list of corsairs of players that are like appropriately geared for the war they're in. They'll be like thirty kills and twenty four deaths, and then there's gonna be a bunch of people that are negative because they came from a sage or a wizard. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I just don't see this class... I don't see this class becoming meta in the same way that, like, a witch, a wizard, a sage... Like, I don't think that's gonna happen, honestly. What about I, in 1v1 battle arena class? I don't think so. You don't think it'll be very good in 1v1? I don't think it'll be good enough. 
Like where where do you see it? Like, uh, like I think what, even it with its what class? Uh, I think it'll excel in like three v threes, but in one v ones, I think it'll be kind of lackluster. Like I think assassin classes will probably still have a really good shot on it, even it, though it has. It'll still get tendon cuttered. It'll still get tendon cuttered. <laughs> um, and. Uh, I think the the shield classes, even though the block gauge thing will be annoying for them, I think they have plenty of like different kinds of like skills and mobility and whatnot to like get out of a scenario where the block is being threatened heavily. I think one v one is just like not really favorable for that mechanic, um, as much as it is for large scale. Now it depends on how it's used and whatnot. Um, so we obviously, I, I I don't have very many skills visually to look at and see how they function in PvP. So, right, you know, this is all subject to, you know, lacking information here. But if it's like really elusive and it can like stay on top of you and pressure you really hard, well, then that can change. And 1v1 might be like really devastating. But if it's like, Kind of like a, a dip in and out, you know, kind of class. Probably not all that great in 1v1. So here's an interesting thing. And I, I don't know because there's a, I don't know if maybe the prime version is different, but the skill Mareka Swing, it says throw a rope imbued with the might of the waves and get ready to move further, which sounds to me like the lasso ability, right? Sounds like, yeah. yeah. Um, cooldown is five seconds. But the weird thing about this skill is it says forward guard at the start of the skill effect nullified during cooldown like i think swinging around if this skill is only forward guard at the start swinging around is gonna be really hard to move in group fights with the swinging You're yeah gonna have i could to see definitely that. just use the side dash but i don't know I, i'm really curious if that's skill is just forward guard if it is that's kind of rough for that class then i thought it was gonna be super armor but for it, sure but it also has like this this one also says slide with Mareka swing as if you're sailing atop waves. Um, so maybe you start off throwing the Mareka swing. Maybe that's what that is. The throwing the rope out is forward guard at the start, but then the actual mobility is super armor. That's kind of that's probably more likely what it is. Right. That makes more sense, honestly. I don't know. I'm really curious. It's like pretty. It's so unique in all of that stuff. The mobility and yeah. stuff because this mobility skill that's a two second cooldown super armor while using skill collision check on forward chase um has like a a damage modifier it's like 768 times one max nine hits with 100 percent crit now here's my question well this uh this mobility skill that allows you to swing around mm -hmm. how will the hitbox be generated is it at the original location or is it constantly moving oh you're gonna get grabbed out of the battle you're gonna get grabbed at your original location <laughs> unless you have that grapple resist buff up but i don't know oh, that, yeah. like after testing the sage one that might actually only be during the mermaid skills like it's probably i assume it would be those mermaid skills seem like they might have longer animations than normal yeah when she has her wet scales she's slippery dude it's hard to grab her it actually makes yeah, sense <laughs> that actually does make sense the slippery scallywags. Slippery scally. What? Are, that's the worst gang name of all time. Um, <laughs> it's moist. <laughs> all right. So this class. Let me let me hop over to the official website real quick. This class is coming out Tuesday, June 9th. or June twenty ninth. Sorry, 
um they already added the the maintenance schedule for it so maintenance is happening monday night it's going to be a one day early maintenance maintenance is happening monday night and then the the server goes live tuesday morning so if you're calling in sick tuesday morning is the day <laughs> also i'm going to need a power level um nayashi if you're What's free that? if you want to take tuesday off to power level me i totally understand <laughs> take tuesday off work to power lovely yeah you know i've been working remote anyways for like the last three weeks because of my car but you mean the, is maintenance going to be on tuesday yeah it says that it's going to be monday according to the schedule it's going to be monday night so this is going to be the true the first true global release because all of the servers are basically going to get it the same day i think like naeu uh might arguably and maybe even consoles might be getting it first because it's tuesday morning and then a little bit later in the day taiwan's getting it kr's getting it sea's getting it i'm pretty sure everyone is getting it the same tuesday the 29th it's kind of crazy interesting kind of cool yeah actually. that is crazy um i can't wait dude i i i can't wait same day seasons is coming out um as well summer season they kind of took seasons off for a while summer season's beginning june 29th um yeah so it should be should be kind of cool there's rewards for making both a corsair and a seasonal character so if you want double the rewards uh make a seasonal corsair they did say that you'll be able to graduate earlier than usual um they're changing the way season graduation works they have not announced any of the rewards or anything yet but um, I assume we'll see them in a couple days here. Uh, I, I'm freaking excited. Like, I, I think that the Corsair looks super fun. Uh, Sage was way too slow for me. Nova was way too slow for me. And the other thing that, uh, in pre-awakening and then the awakening was like, felt really small and I don't like the way it fits with the pre-awakening kit. The thing that's different about this kit is it almost feels like, unless they just go full 180 and the awakening is really, really slow on this new class, I can yeah, reverse see... Nova. Yeah, I can see all of these skills working um, pretty smoothly with any Awaken kit. Like, if you were to give this pre-Awakening to, like, any of the existing classes Awakening kit, like, I think that it would vibe pretty well with most of them. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, yeah, Corsair, I'm hyped. Reslar, deep down, is hyped because he loves Grind and Polly. Dude, Polly's is about to be a shit show. Oh my god. With the pen accessory thing daily going on and the new class and seasons, like Polly's is about to be absolutely insane. Frosty, uh, Mina just linked me another clip where you can see some more abilities and you see them from kind of a better view. Okay. And better let me stream let me stream this through Discord. You you fail to remember Crescents might be fucking chaos too, you know? Yeah, Crescents is, is nuts too. Okay, here we go. Hit and play. Her mobility looks pretty nuts. Yeah, that whale skill looks like it actually has some AoE. Dude, when she moves in the whale thing, it's actually fast as shit. This class is going to be so fun, dude. I cannot wait. Oh my God. I'm like a little, I'm not going to be able to sleep Monday night. I'm literally just going to be stuck awake like an idiot. <laughs> I'm not kidding, dude. 
The movement right there at the very beginning is crazy, yeah. dude. Yeah, look at yeah. the second whale ability. Like, look at how far she moves with that second whale ability. This uh, mermaid ability. This one right maybe, here. Maybe now we're going to get naval combat. This is what they've been waiting for this whole time. Dude, look at Start these. it from the very beginning Whoa. again. Look at how fast she moves. Whoa. Yeah. She moves like as fast as an awakened Nova, dude. It's crazy. I really hope not. I think her in-fight mobility is going to be nuts. I don't think... I don't think her out of... Like, I don't think her chase potential is going to be that crazy. Oh. It'll probably be pretty good, but not like... I don't think it'd be like Nova or Hash. I got ran down by an awakened Nova in Tiger Blade spamming the uh, chase cancel Whoa. in the other day's war. <laughs> it was the most ridiculous thing. I'm literally spamming chase, um, chase cancel in Tiger Blade. Literally the fastest mobility. And I got caught up to by a Nova. And of course, one of their dash skills does a lot of damage. And obviously my gear makes it easy to kill me. So yeah, she fucking killed me in Tiger Blade. Chase cancel. Whoa. And it's like I had quite a bit of distance where I you ran know. away too, and I just got fucking brutally just caught up to and just destroyed. It's actually crazy in this clip how many people they have from Florida here. Oh my god. In a nice organized Whoa. little circle. You could, you could those are the those are Koreans. What are you talking about? I can't tell. They look Floridian oh. to me. Um <laughs> alright. Dude, okay, the class looks fun. I can't wait. The class looks so fun, dude. I can't wait. All right, let's talk about um we got to move on from the Corsair. The Corsair looks super dope though. I can't wait. But there was a million other things with the hideout ball. Um let me pull up actually I'm going to use that same guy's video as a reference real quick cuz he also had a video of the first little demo they had of the class rework. Um So uh Pull it up. Where is it? There we go. This is the thing I'm most excited about. Okay, so here's kind of how they worded it. They said, quote, they will be doing a character reboot on 17 of the classes in the game. The first 17 classes. And they had like a bunch of icons that kind of flashed across the screen. But it was the first 17 classes. Um, and th they said that in this rework, they will be doing making changes all the way from classes hit rate and accuracy, better skill effects, attack range changes, updates on unused abilities, and adding inherent traits to other classes, such as how Sage can open doors like a raptor, and the <laughs> <laughs> the, the Sage has had open doors, and uh like how Hash can run fast in the desert, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So 17 of the classes are going to get a rework. This was their demo. Um, this was their sample of like, hey, we've gotten started on some of these class reworks. Here is an example of them testing out um, one of the classes uh, that's being reworked. So here we go. This is the video, streaming it for you guys. Um, this is a ranger. Wait, let me get the sound up actually. What is that mini map? It's so cool. I want that minimap. It looks like it has better performance than our minimaps. Yep. 
And then he goes through, uses the skills a little bit more quickly together in a combo. And then he does the skills over here. So... In this clip, for those who don't know Ranger, his first ability is Waltz. Normal skill, they've already had it before. The second ability is Breezy Blade. They use um, Wind Step into Breezy Blade. And then right after that, they use uh, Regeneration. And then they blow up Regeneration with Nature's Tremble. Those things all exist in the game currently. Um, and then this first skill, this is the first new skill they use. It looks like just an AoE slash where she spins. Pretty decent size AoE, and she has forward guard during it. Um, and then this is new, where she kind of throws this range thing that almost looks like regeneration, just like fires a laser beam at the mob on the ground. But the cool thing is, she then uses this, which is also new, an iframe backflip into a super armor backflip, or somersault, whatever you would call that, and does this ranged seed-looking ability again which looks insane and really cool. And like for anyone who do know, like doesn't know Ranger, they don't actually have any ranged abilities in their Awaken kit. So this is the first time that they've actually shown kind of a ranged ability um, in Awaken kit. And it, it looks pretty cool. But just in like this little demo, which they said is like just kind of started development or whatever, they, I mean the skills, I don't know if they're entirely new skills or other skills got completely reworked to make these skills, but they are very different. Like these are really, really different. So I wanted to ask you guys for, cause some, I mean, people that play their class and have made their class forever and love their class. Like I've, I've seen kind of two different sides of this. It's one, there's a bunch of people that are like, dude, my class sucks. Like for me personally, I'm like, man, I would love a rework on Kuno. Cause in node wars, Kuno is really tough right now. Um, but there's other people that, for example, if you absolutely love the way Ninja plays, you're kind of afraid that whatever these changes are, either going to A, dumb it down. I've seen a lot of people say, like, it's going to dumb it down um, or make the class too easy. Or B, change it so where the playstyle doesn't feel the same and it's not like the class that they love. So I'm curious, starting with you, Reslar, how do you feel about this rework, um, specifically for your class, but for all the classes in general? Um, I don't know. I think most Zerkers feel like Zerkers are actually in a pretty decent place at the moment. The new skill is super powerful, as everyone knows, Seismic. Um, I don't know. Succession is kind of weak, but I don't know if they're going to touch Succession. I don't know if they're just going to be doing Awakening or if they're just going to do, like, the whole thing. Yeah. I feel like Succession needs work from Zerker perspective, not Awakening. Awakening is fine, aside from over-reliance on Q-Buff. So, like, maybe nerf Q-Buff a bit and then just increase some other, like, capabilities of Zerker, and that'll be fine. Even though um, I suck Zerkers in the finals? Yeah, well, <laughs> the thing is, is, like, suck Zerker in Nodors is, like, kind of lackluster. I don't know. It's it's ebuff is pretty whatever. It's 100 is really strong um as far as like for team play goes, but as far as like performing well, like you said people want to be getting kills and like feeling like they're doing they're doing a lot. And I don't really think Sucksucker has nearly the capability of that as Awaken does. So, I don't know. Would you say 
Suck Circus pretty good every 30 minutes if someone feeds you rage. Nobody even does that anymore. <laughs> well, because no one plays it. Well, yeah, because it's like it's not good. I just I implore all those Suck Circus to go play Sukuno and Warrior. Them. It's not good in large scale. Like in one v ones, it's it's fairly similar. I I honestly feel like it's maybe a little bit weaker than Awakening in one v ones. Um, mostly because of moving shot. Moving shot is a really, really powerful tool for 1v1s for Awakened Zerker that Succession doesn't have any equivalent to whatsoever. But, I mean, I don't know. It's it, They're fairly close in 1v1s, but in large scale, Awakened Zerker just overshines it, like, a lot. Um, as far as, like, what am I concerned about? I don't know. I don't think they're really going to do much to Zerker. Other than, like, maybe touch up some animations, maybe adjust some, like, attack ranges. Um, I don't know. Maybe they'll try and make some of the million useless skills we have in our pre-awakening useful. But that's not a thing specific to Zerker. That's that's in every old class has that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yup. So, I don't know. I, I'm not really too worried about it. I think at the end of the day, you actually can't... If they did anything to drastically change Zerker, it would only be for the worse, and so I don't think they're gonna do anything that was going to like super dramatically change the class. You think it would it's only be for the worse if they revamped some of your skills? No, I'm saying if they super dramatically like change things. So if they like try to make it less reliant on grabs, or if they like try to make it like less reliant on Q buff and node wars. I think while the goal is admirable and like I can understand why you would want to do that, I think that they would end up just making it worse. So I don't think they're gonna do it. Yeah, yeah I don't know. specifically for your class and then just in general the class reworks. So I'm pretty excited about it. Um our class has been needing some adjustments for a while. Um we don't obviously do really all that bad in large scale, as you've seen some players can pop off. But I'd say it's more often than not, uh, you know, it's geared to a certain play style that maybe not every Mayo player would enjoy. Um, the The main thing I'm really hoping for is, you know, like they do something interesting, like say the block gauge thing. Uh, I don't necessarily, you know, 100% want that, but I, I would like to see something like, you know, either new or something that helps out in those kinds of matchups. Right. Um, also, revamping our mobility a little bit. I think Chase just has a lot of problems right now. The stamina cost that we have is just ridiculous um, still. Um they just need to modernize the pre-waking kits a little bit too. Um, we have a lot of, like Prezlar was saying, we have a lot of skills that are relatively useless that we yeah, don't Yeah, all the old with. classes have a million skills that do yeah. absolutely nothing and just stay locked at all times. Yup. Like I can... <laughs> decapitation is locked at all times. Our old D-Bite... Um, Dragon Bite, uh, Dragon Claw, and Lunar Slash combo, no one utilizes anymore. Um, I wish that would actually do something useful. Whirlwind Cut, no one really uses um, from Pre Awakening. Um, 
backsip slashes are good. They revamped that, and that was nice. Uh, Dividers, relatively useless, except for a cancel for Tiger Blade. Chase. Some of the arrows are kind of needing a little bit of love, but yeah. I mean, they just... I, I really hope that they do something with a lot of the pre-awakening kit. I really want to see a revamp on Tiger Blade. I think it's so silly that they incorporated um, a cancel aspect for succession for tiger blade so that you can get out whenever you want using red moon but yet we still don't have that for awakening so yeah. staying in there for 30 seconds is just it's just silly to me and then on top of that the tiger blade abilities are just garbage right now like offensively they're pretty garbage um even in succession i don't even consider it good at all um so yeah i, I would like to see stuff like that getting adjusted it's not, even, um, it's not even good uh against stun traps anymore because the poison traps just kill you <laughs> <laughs> i actually have not died to a poison trap yet but um yeah no uh it's just the kit's just old it's just really really old that's all um and it just needs to be revamped and i'm glad they're doing this and considering this i just i am like you mentioned a little nervous about some aspects of it. I really don't want them to really screw our class over at all. But at the same time, it's kind of like we're at that desperate moment where we need something. So yeah, we'd almost I, take I anything. I mean, may, maybe I'm like... Hans said that if they fuck up Warrior, basically, or if they take too many of his cancels away or something like that, he's done with the game. So like, I couldn't understand from his point of view. He likes... I don't a lot of that think... high octane. Well, that's I, but... well, that's a that's a very real concern for a warrior because high end yeah. warrior play is insane. And yeah, there I think specifically for awakened warrior, there is a very real threat of them dumbing it down. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. So I I don't really see right. that threat with Mewa. I don't think um, though. Yeah, yeah, there is a. I agree. There's a chance like some of that stuff becomes more simple or whatever, and like some of the higher end warriors don't like it. Um. I don't think these reworks are nerfs, though. So I, I don't think their intention is to nerf Correct. these classes. Like, that's it's, not... I don't know how that it, could even it's be... It's not... A, but it's not a nerf to make something simple. No, in, I, in I, fact, I'm talking separately. I said I agree that oh, that okay. might happen. But I'm saying separately, like... He's saying, like, I hope they don't screw our class over. And I'm just trying to think, like, how in the current state of Mewa... Like, what rework changes could they do to make Maywa like a worse class? Would seem so that's, weird to me. That's why I said I don't see, I don't foresee that being an issue for my class. Like, like I said, we're at a point in time where we're more desperate for anything than, you yeah. know, put out of fear of them screwing something up. I don't N see that N being. Nayashi is basically the opposite of me, where I'm like, I'm pretty content with where Awakened Zerker is at. So whenever you start talking about reworks, I'm kind of like giving you the side eye, like, what exactly are you gonna change? Whereas Nayashi is like, honestly, I'll take pretty much anything I can get. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just when I see these new classes come out, it really kind of like, it's. It can be kind of demoralizing in a way. Like, you know, you see Nova, Awaken Nova's movement. It's just, like, insane. And then I just get caught out on my fastest mobility skills from a lot of classes nowadays after all the, like, mm -hmm. changes. It just, I, I don't, my my class's identity feels, like, targeted right now. Like, I don't have the same identity that I used to back in the day for obvious reasons. A lot has changed in the game. but 
you know, I, I want to see basically our, our identity come back or, you know, I don't, I don't see them doing enough changes to make our identity change. So I would like to see our identity come back to some, some level, you know, and like I said, it's not that we do terrible in large scale. I think, you know, there's definitely players out there that can do really well with Mayo in large scale. What is your identity Fast. on that class? Like what you say, bring our identity back. What what is? Well, we we it? were always we were always considered a class that was originally the fastest. Now that has obviously changed, and uh, uh, excelling at one v one, um, that's no longer like as true as it used to be. I mean, we could still excel at one v one depending on how well we know our opponent uh, kit and whatnot, but. Generally, there's a lot of classes that just have a lot of mechanics that just outright beat ours. Um, lacking, you know, iframes to deal with a lot of, you know, either a lot of damage out there or all the slows and whatnot, avoiding grabs. We just don't have the potential that we used to back in the day for obvious reasons, you know, a lot, of, a lot changed. So I, I just, we, we don't, we don't excel at the, the flex role as well anymore, I feel personally. Um, like we used to and you know we can still play on the outskirts of the ball kind of like what bass does right and like he pops off on large scale we can still play around the ball but you know i think a lot of that has to do with how our comp our particular guilds comp works with that too so so what about for like the other classes are you concerned any of them are going to become like too strong become monsters i mean uh, not not really like i know a lot of players have that mentality like oh buffs to another class is an indirect buff or indirect nerf to us i i understand the idea and yeah that can be true sometimes when a new class comes out it's auto nerf to us you know in that regard is what their idea is um but i don't know like i said i'm at this point in time where i think our class whatever we can get is going to be a benefit I don't really think, you know, I'm I'm not necessarily nervous about other classes getting too strong because of these changes. I yeah. think we have just as much potential to get strong, if not stronger, because of the state we're in. You know, I kind of feel like we're middle tier as far as like uh, overall, you know, like we do really well in PvE. We do okay-ish in 1v1s, a little bit okay-ish to decent in 1v1s um and large scale is kind of like it depends on you the player and how you play um and yeah. the style you play so it's like we're like sort of middle ground i feel right now so i think it'd be really hard for them to fuck us up and it's it's to our benefit to let them do this rework and be happy with whatever they do because i think it's only going to benefit the class i should say by the way i forgot to say just like overall I'm like cautiously excited about the overall idea of like, hey, we're going to go back and revamp all the old classes because we've been saying that they need to take a look at all the old classes for a while now. So the fact that they're actually doing it is, is quite exciting. Yeah. I say cautiously though, because it is Pearl Abyss, the notorious like good idea, bad execution company. True. So I'm like but... excited, but also like. That's why I say cautiously but, excited. But um, to add to that, since they've taken over, I mean, honestly, 
their execution on things that they've implemented has actually not been half bad. Like since they've taken over, I haven't seen an implementation that we all really hated, right? So far, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I, I don't feel the same that everything is implemented poorly. Personally, I I think they've done a pretty good job. Not everything. Last... It's just that they they do it a lot. It happens a lot where it's in like the past, that's a really cool idea, and then it gets implemented, and then it's like, ah, well. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I've I feel like the last like year and a half has been really really positive overall Correct. but i mean there's things that aren't great but for the most part but i don't know what, what who cares i'm a white knight so um <laughs> You're so bad, i was yeah. thinking about this revamp for my class in particular and i know every class has this so i'm not taking away from every other class because basically every awakening class outside of like the most recent new awakenings have skills that aren't really usable but i was thinking about this in large scale on kuno um basically we have saucery sonin is not usable flow chakram rise is not usable flow indignation is not usable chain crash is not usable uh lunatic discus is arguable if you get in a 1v1 situation you can use it but we have like six of our awakening abilities are not I can't even use it in large scale unless I'm just 100% by myself with one other player and no one else is around. And I, I think that's actually crazy. Um, on top of obviously like the damage of like spin and stuff, just not doing a whole lot. Um, Succession has a ton of usable abilities. It's just that it's really tough because there's nothing protected. Um, but I'm... I am... I don't even care. They can completely change Kuno at this point because it's so outdated, the Awakening Kit. It, like, it feels... I, it doesn't have big AoEs. It doesn't have insane damage. It doesn't have insane mobility. Like, I don't know what it brings. I mean, it kind of feels a little bit like you're talking about with Maywa. Like, it just feels like it doesn't have any identity. Like, yeah. Which it's is like so there's always a class that just does what we do better that's like you can look at a number of the newer classes and you could honestly say yeah it just does what we do better but right? even outside of that like it came out at the same time as ninja and ninja is so viable like everything well, about ninja's awakening is like really well yeah. done and nice and powerful and feels good and it it's just so strange to me that kuno fell so far behind and never Ninja's really just caught more up popular I think that's the original reason why it was more popular in KR, and I think that's what PA focused on. Just like with Warrior, Sork. I, I don't know. I I don't buy Which that they're wizards? just focusing on Ninja. Cause, I mean, Ninja wasn't the most popular though for a long time. Like, it was. I mean, I think the archetype is popular, but a female Ninja, in theory, I don't see why a female Ninja shouldn't be as popular as a Ninja. And back in the day, like there were Kunos. I mean, there it wasn't like Kuno was the most popular class, but Ninjas there was were not pre-CC yeah. pre changes. It wasn't like there was a bunch of ninjas running around. Like there was probably a similar number of both. So I yeah. I don't know. I just think it's like it's just strange to me that over time it's fallen so far behind, and a lot of other classes have caught up. And I, I know a lot of classes feel that way too. Um, and then like the one that really blows my mind, where I'm like, oh my god, this revamp maybe like our PVE is gonna be good because like they've tried. I mean, they keep buffing the PVE and it <laughs> still just doesn't work. Like I was, I was saying on stream like a few weeks ago, like 
Dude, at this point, like, I don't even blame them now. Like, they, I looked at these PvE buffs for Kuno, the last set, and I was like, hell yeah, like, this is going to be really good. And then, like, in practice, I'm like, man, it, like, still just doesn't kill anything. It's, like, mostly single target abilities, and I don't know. Just doesn't have a way to yeah. pull, and I don't know. It's, like, kind of weird. So, for me, personally, I'm really excited for the revamp. I also, like, when I think about it compared to other games, I, I don't, the game is five years old. And some of the classes are kind of stuck in where they were when Awakening first came out, or like a, even a lesser version in the case of like Meiwa um, or Kuno. Yeah. So I think if you want to keep the game fresh and not forget about the older classes, is actually a really, really cool thing. Yeah. Um, and like while I totally understand where McCann's is at in like if the warrior gets dumbed down too much, um, it's not going to be as fun to play. Um, and I think that I don't, the I the don't, game, I don't think though. they'll do that personally, but who knows? I mean, there's always that chance. Um, but I think even warrior, like, I don't know war. It's not like warriors, like this really popular large scale class. There's a lot of aspects in the game where warrior isn't that great, even though yeah. it's kit on paper is like super good. And one V one, it's super good. I mean, hell awakened warriors don't even like grinding at orcs. Yeah. They, 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 they just, they struggle um, in a lot of different areas. So. Also, a lot of the cancels on Warrior are newer, not older. So I feel like their design True. philosophy is not anti-cancels, necessarily. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think that's true, too. So I, I think it'll be all right. But who knows? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, there's definitely still skills. I'm sure if a Warrior, as good as they are and as like nice as their kit feels, if they look at their Awakening kit, there's at least two or three abilities where they're like, dude, these could definitely use changes. Like, this ability is just not really good. Um, same, same with Ninja. I mean, you still have, I, I don't know, like, I know they tried to do something with Corrupted Sword Dance. I, I still don't think it's a very good skill. I still think Mock Explosion and Chaos Spree are really oddly not usable skills. I mean, there's like, it gets you into Awakening, I guess, with the Mock Explosion from the hotbar, but it's still not particularly amazing. Most Ninjas still just C-Swap. Um, I don't know. There's like a lot of skills that I, I still think, even on classes that are good that could be revamped and just make it like fun to use. Like, I don't know. At the end of the day, if I'm, even if I'm on a good class, cause I was thinking about this. I saw, I saw someone say like, dude, they better not revamp classes like Ninja and Warrior that are already good. And I'm just like, why? Like what, what a horrible like mentality of like, it's not fair if these classes, they're already strong. It's not fair if they get revamped. It's like, it's not really about necessarily just strength, but also like, how relevant that's, and fresh and fun it is to play. Yeah, that's the thing. They it's for longevity of the game, keeping the game healthy. Like they gotta do the rework on these classes. Doesn't matter what their current state is. It's to well, it, it's to make players want to continue to play and enjoy the game. And also, there's like always something that can be done, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, like yeah, yeah. nothing is ever in any game perfectly balanced, right? Yeah, you, you can remove the mini lawn grab that's on Ninja, you know? Like, they could do a lot of number of reworks here. <laughs> you could remove it, yeah. I did want to say as well, by the way, another thing that this is big for, and, like, of course I think of this because this is literally me, is people that played other classes before but don't anymore. 
like I'm excited. I I'm I'm kind of like wary of berserker changes, and I kind of don't want them to change too much of anything. Hopefully, just because I'm worried about it. But like I am hyped as fuck to see what they do to Witch. Like as an ex Witch, I am really excited to see what they do with that. I want to oh, see God. what I didn't changes even think about they that. make. I'm not. <laughs> I, well, I'm kind of. I mean, I actually kind of brought this up a little bit when he was talking about the Maywa, but I'm curious for you, Reslar. If is there anything from the Succession kit on Zerker that you're like, man, I wish Awakening also had that. Um, I mean, nothing that wouldn't make it like really powerful. No, I mean, even if thing. it makes it really powerful. Like it could be any like, like succession like, and awakening have some pretty decent trade offs because succession is way faster than awakening. Mm. Like it covers way more ground, it's way faster. And even though it maybe has similar protection or even less protection, by dent of it being so fucking fast, it actually in effect is like safer in a weird fucking way. Um I don't know if you're like, I I still think if you're gonna change Zerker, yeah, I have I have a list of changes in my head that I think I would do to awaken Zerker that would be fine. Uh, giant leap is iframe from launch to land instead of the dumb fuck second half thing that it does. Nerf cube off. It can still be. Like so, it can still would be. Would giant leap with the core just be an iframe float? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's super armor <laughs> while you're charging. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's only on hit on launch and on land is the thing. So, yeah. if you ever see a Zerker just sitting there holding their giant leap, they almost certainly have the core version and they're trying to bait you into it. It's a really easily telegraphed thing. It's not something that they can just whip out at a moment's notice. Yeah, I don't know so, how big a fan I am of iframe CCs. Yeah, yeah, not a, not personally a fan either. It's just like I don't know. That's something that like really hurts like Zerker and like large scale and would really help with the whole like movement thing. Another thing is like removing uh hit stutter, which I think that should just that, go oh in general. God. Yeah, hit stutter yeah. should just not be a thing. Yeah, but... that shit needs to be just gone. Like yeah. If... I really hope they include that in the rework. That would be really helpful for Zerker. That like be so lava helpful piercer, for Mewa. Lava Piercer gets fucked by Hit Stutter. Predatory gets fucked by Hit Stutter. Like it's Giant a, Leap gets fucked by Hit Stutter. It. It, it's any basically moving skill where you can be hit. Yeah. 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 They. But that's why I'm, I'm specifically pointing that out because like that's a thing that I know it affects every class. But like, yeah. man, is it fucking brutal, oh, Stutter man. It's pretty awful. It just um, needs to go in general. That's not even a class specific thing. That's just like slow stacking where it's like that just needs to go. Yeah. <laughs> they it's they mentioned al also... this in the Q&A where they said that it was in one of the questions but they said that they are working on fixing FPS drops issues, fixing frame rate equals DPS problems and fixing issues where um the speed of skills is changed when you're being hit. And they said oh really they did say that they mentioned all of that and they said it's a work in progress but it'll still be some time before they have it solved um well hopefully hopefully they do just those. also 
hold on, pause, pause, and then rewind. I, you said you have a problem with iframe CCs, but Archer's had one literally since it came out, and nobody complains about it. Well, the class is struggling. So which you know. which, which iframe CC? Their role. Their role is an iframe into a knockdown, and they've had it literally since the class came out. Is the knockdown part of it iframe? Like where the actual hit is? No, it's iframe into a CC. Yeah, well, that's like that's like airstrike. That's not like the worst, but I'm saying like if the actual hit is a if the actual CC is an iframe, I that that's what scares me. That's all I'm saying. I I don't understand. Like, what do you mean if the actual hit is a CC? like I mean, the I mean entire exactly animation itself <laughs> is iframe. Yeah. Meaning the hit and not. the animation itself. It's, it's super armor into iframe. Right, but you're saying you'd want it to just be iframe. Is that not what no, you're saying? No, I'm, I'm saying while you're on the ground, while you're holding the giant leap, it is super armor. So it's so super saying, armor up until the you point want... you go launching into the air. Okay, so you want after the hit and the float and the explosion has all resolved, you should be in iframe. Yes. Okay. That's that's after then. That's not an iframe CC. That's yeah, what I was asking that's... you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was in the air. That's what I'm saying is in the air it should just be an iframe. Yeah, that's not, that not makes while sense. you're on the ground. On the ground, that'd be fucking insane. I'm yeah. saying while you're in the air, while you were flying through the air, that shit should be iframe. I don't understand why it's only iframe on the second half of the in the air portion. I don't know. Tamers want to know I'm the saying. same thing. Why well, their entire thing is super armor, not iframe. I mean, yeah, I would say the same, especially more for Tamer that's squishy as shit. Like, it just, it doesn't make sense why Guardian, literally the tankiest class in this whole game, has instant on demand iframe with like no ifs, ands, or buts. But then like Zerker and Tamer, which are significantly less tanky like just get fucked it's really weird champ to me because you got four grabs right <laughs> yeah all right i mean that's what they'd say i don't know zerkers are i yeah i wouldn't i would refrain from comparing to other classes honestly because it's like i right now in war i think guilds want zerkers way more than they want guardians Oh, no, they definitely do, because, like I said, Zerker's strong right now. I'm just saying specifically, like, that would be a really good buff in, like, in the ability of Zerkers to, like, get out. Like, the Zerkers have a lot of get in, not so much get out. Their get out is very, very lackluster. And their whole kind of, like, kit is set up around you go in, do your big damage, and then you get out. But like I said, that get out part is like really lackluster. That being said, I, I can't stress enough that I think Zerker is fine. Like I, I have no qualms about where Zerker is right now. It's it's pretty strong. Alright, so uh, that, Awaken that is. That rework is coming in October. Um they said mid October or the beginning of October the beginning or mid October, and they said that from the start of it, like when the first class comes out until all classes are out, will be at most three total weeks. Which is wild. Which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, so there is that. And uh, that's it. Dude. So all these classes should be re are going to be reworked, which again, like I still just think overall it's a good thing to keep like the game fresh. I do wonder if they only mean awakening or if they only, or if it's both pre-awakening and awakening and or if it's like if they're gonna touch successions at all because 
I don't know, like even some of the suck kits at this point are already feel a little bit outdated, <laughs> even though they're pretty new. Um, so I don't know what they haven't, they only showed the Ranger ones, which were only awakening skills so far. So, or at least in awakening stance. Um, I was also saying just one last thing before we move on from the topic. I, I hope they're not afraid to take a skill that's completely unusable and just and just make completely a new scrap it and make a new skill entirely i am in full agreement because like saucebury sonin for example on kuno is just they've tried to buff it a thousand times it's never going to be usable it would be cool if they just gave us a new skill entirely like something usable fun different that has like cool animation i think that's basically what they were kind of showing with rangers that the new skills they plan on adding new skills right so yeah like i'm looking whatever these two skills are they look new and or maybe reworked I, I just don't know what what skills they possibly could be but like this circle spin hit skill i suppose it could be i don't know elven rage is pretty elven rage is a very outdated skill <laughs> that, that skill i don't know i don't know what you could do to make that skill good um but right now it's like in a weird spot um anyway moving on uh okay so now they've mentioned this kind of stuff before but this is the first time ever that they've given a a borderline release date let me see if this one had a release date okay no this is the, this is like the one thing they didn't give a release date on um the arenas the 1v1 2v2 of course they didn't give a release date on 3v3 and 10v10 pvp arenas and they also announced with this pvp seasons um but i believe they basically were going in chronological order with their entire announcements uh with all of their announcements and i don't remember an exact date for this if they said it and someone knows one let me know maybe i just missed it but i tried to write them all down but the announcement as far as how chronological order goes it was somewhere between august and october that this is supposed to be coming um but i don't know if they gave a, a specific date like they did with a lot of this other stuff um so essentially they said that they want to do a queuable arena 1v1 2v2 and even 3v3 as well as the original like 10v10 pvp arena idea which i guess is going to now happen inside the thorn tree castle area which was originally supposed to be that 5v5 which was now scrapped that. yeah is now officially canceled but that area is going to be used i guess for the 10v10 um so yeah i don't know you guys 1v1 arenas they also it sounded like when they talked about the pvp seasons um they said they mentioned a gear score cap of 620 and that in the future it'll go up and be like 630 and it will just depend on like the player base and stuff i guess um they said seasons will last minimum one month maximum two to three uh the first season will be gear capped at 620 um and they said they're toying with the idea of potentially doing pvp only gear but that's not they haven't like actually done that um so yeah, your guys' thoughts on, I guess, both. They call it Arena of Solaire, which is a ranked 1v1 and 2v2 arena. Um, and then the 10v10 crew battle that they said will also eventually have a Champion League tournament with ways to do offline, like, land tournaments for uh, region versus region. 
Um, I don't know, dude. All of it sounded super hype. Like, this is the first time that they actually announced that these arenas, 1v1, 2v2, 3v3, are coming. Um, they said that they'll have rankings and it'll be in a Medaya Arena style that you'll queue up and go to. Which the Medaya Arena Medaya. is like actually one of the worst, in my opinion. It's the one in Alta Nova. But oh if it's, no! But if it's bigger, if it's like that style but big, I think it would actually be pretty fun. Well, but if it's small, arena, or, it'd be awful. The Archer Arena is basically like Medaya's, though, right? No, so, not at all. No, well, not at all. The Archer, uh, the Medaya one is like four pillars in the middle of like a circle, a small circle arena. Yeah. Oh. The the Arsha Arena really? I would say is most similar at least in design to Valencia, but no arenas have like those like structures in them though. Yeah. Um. So I don't. Know. You know what they're doing? They're mimicking WoW's arena. Maybe that's what someone else said. That Medai Arena is kind of like a little miniature version of the WoW one. But if they made yeah. it big. I'm fine with that. As long as it's not small. Dude, can you imagine like that King of the Hill arena, but in a 3v3, I'd, it'd be awful. Yeah. Um. So. I mean, I, I'm excited for it. I don't necessarily care how the map is per se. Just don't make it small like fucking BA's arena. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That shit is complete garbage. Rez, your thoughts on this, uh, on these arenas finally coming? Yeah, man. I'm excited. I mean, I'm going to enjoy them, but even I'm not super big into arena things. But the thing is, is like people have wanted them for so long. And it's yeah. such like a mainstay of any like PvP community in an MMO. Like the fact that we haven't had it for so long is like so frustrating. When, when does Lost so, Ark come out? Not sure. I think next year or something. No, maybe, no, no late, later this year, I think. I think it's October this it's year. It's October. Is it yeah. really? How convenient. <laughs> so the I'm one glad thing they're finally implementing it. This I'm glad people are finally going to get that content that like is usually something that is just like a constant. Mm -hmm. That is so interesting that they're adding it around the same time that Lost Ark is coming out to NA. Also, I think the I idea of, like, the whole 10v10 thing and, like, making, like, a championship league or whatever, like, that sounds kind of interesting. That sounds like they're going to try and do, like, an esports thing with a 10v10, which is, like, weird but interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Ah, kind of cool. I like it. Shit, I kind of feel like we just need to hype up a game and make it seem like all the players are going to switch to it and we'll get certain features that are mirroring what's in that other you, game. You really think I'm, the arenas are a result of Lost Ark? I, I don't think that at all. I don't think Five so. Five no. plus years, Frosty, we've been asking for an arena system. I, and here's Lost what I think, Ark's what I think, pushes them over no, the no, edge? No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you, I'm gonna tell uh, you what they happened. They got kicked out in KR. I, I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. They announced 10v10 arenas, right? They had they had Thornwood announced already, and then they announced the ten v ten like crew arenas, and people like were like, "Dude, just give us a fucking ranked ladder one v one two v two three. That's all we fucking want. Stop with this like the Thorn Tree Castle." Although I enjoy, I thought that was a cool that idea, idea, but a lot of people awesome were like, to me, yeah. "A lot of people were like, what the fuck? Stop with the ten v ten crews. Just give us the fucking one v one, two v two, and three v three. And so they saw that people were like really like, uh, like for Adam the second Emma. time, 
pushing against it and saying like, dude, just give us this simple thing. And so they are like, okay, what well, we're going to do the simple thing, but we're also going to do the, the 10 v 10 thing. Cause we think that's cool. <laughs> so I think, think that's 10 what 10 will be why, pretty cool. Because remember, they announced the 10v10 before. They announced Cruz at yeah. the last ball before this one, at the Calfion ball or whatever. They announced the 10v10 thing, and people were like, dude, just give us a 1v1 ladder, please. Yeah. I mean, for me, pers I think that the majority of people are probably going to enjoy most the 2v2 and 3v3. Yeah, um, I think so too. Yeah. Because it's small scale, it's easy to keep track of, and I think it's like you can work with your team and it's fun. And balance, like while balance obviously matters, it's less magnified in those situations because you're just throwing out so much damage between a bunch of classes. And I think a lot of comps will work. Um, yeah. 1v1 for me personally, I think will be awesome too because I, I think it's just fun to test yourself against other people. But I also... I think it's a chance for players, especially like newer streamers or people that are like making YouTube content or highlight like montage stuff to pop off on classes that people don't think are very good. And they're at the top of the ladder on classes that people think suck at 1v1. And it gives I, them a lot of a lot of attention, a lot of notoriety, dude. Like if someone should like I think Guardian is one of the classes that everybody thinks sucks in 1v1, but I would be. I would not be surprised if a bunch of them are at like high up on a ladder ranking. Honestly, like I used to think Guardian sucked at one v ones. After casting the one v ones for Guardian, like in the PA tournaments, I'm kind of like, dude, that is kind of fucking insane, actually. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um. Yeah. Anyway, I I don't know. So so this I don't know. It looks uh I cannot wait, dude. I've wanted arenas forever. Like yeah, me too. Absolutely forever. I've wanted arenas. Uh so yeah. I, I can't wait. Uh the ten v ten thing still sounds cause they said it's the ten v ten crew thing. So it still sounds like you have to do it with your guild and it's not just a random queue. Like you queue against yeah. other teams, but I think your team is made up of your guild mates. I think the ten v ten thing is is cool. I, I hope that they try and make it as like a mainstream thing as like let's say Nodors. Where like a pretty good chunk of the population, like wants to do it because it's like fun, you know. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's just you know this game has some of the best PVP out there, and they just haven't been capitalizing on it. It's just I think it's just a part of the market that they purposely, for some reason, were avoiding until we get lost, Ark. Until we get Lost Which Ark. I, I still find interesting since Lost Ark's been out in Korea for two years. I don't know why Korea hasn't had ranked arenas. Yeah. Well, says, I mean, speaking of AOA we, finals, we found we found minutes. out we found out that they lost a lot of their market in KR recently. Yeah. This could have shifted their opinion on it. I don't know. According to those graphs, they hate PvP in, in BDO. They don't want to PvP. Dude, that's the thing. It's like they're adding more resist, not less. That's what makes me so sad about that grapple resist mechanic on Corsair. Yeah. It's like they're just investing more and more into resistances. And... See, I, I, I don't mind resists like that where it's like very like limited in how it's like being used, right? Yeah. Like I don't mind that. I hate just blanket resists. Those are that that needs to go. Like, I, if you yeah. want to use resist to cover specific weaknesses in a class's design, like, you know, a big animation where you're kind of sitting still for, like, a second. Yeah, like, that makes more sense. Yeah. I'm totally okay with that. 
What I'm not okay with is when I CC somebody, they're on the ground, and then they resist three CCs on the ground. I am not okay with that in the slightest. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me too, like, I actually wouldn't even mind the resist overall if, if once you're CC'd, it dropped. I mean, I've said that a million times. That would just make it a lot at least easier. It, at least it would not be nearly as bad. Because at least I can kind of understand the necessity for resist, like, on feet, even though I don't really agree with it, but, like, I kind of get it. I, the, the resisting on the ground is the fucking worst. Yeah, I think it's silly that someone can literally stand up while you're comboing them and just grab you and kill you. Or just CC you in general. Yeah. Fun times, dude. Fun times. And it's like Frosty, like, Frosty, you say this about, like, uh, Tamer a lot of times, is when it's like, whenever, like, the dog does something that's, like, stupid that wins the Tamer the fight, it's like, it doesn't, it usually doesn't feel good to, like, win like that. It's like the right. same thing whenever you, like, get a lucky resist, quote-unquote lucky, it's just like, yeah, you won the fight, but it doesn't necessarily feel good. It's like, oh, dude, that yeah. sucks. I mean, you saw Bounty literally apologize to Mamo in his fight yeah. that he won. Like, I'm yeah. so sorry, dude. Wait, why? Because the pet CC'd him out of Mamo's combo. A combo, uh, yeah. No. Twice, dude. It happened twice. Well, that's... Uh, it's, that's it's, you know... Tamer, you tamer know? Pet, didn't, tamer pet. Should type. Um... Okay. So... Ranked arenas are coming. I'm gonna power through these because I do. I want to get done before the tournament begins. But um, uh, John, in 45 minutes. Yeah. I okay. <laughs> what? I feel like we have a lot more to go through. But do we? I mean, a lot. Uh, let's try to power stuff, through. I don't think the rest of the stuff has too much more. That I mean, just announcing that it's coming. Uh, the tier 10 unicorn so. is a water horse. Yeah. No yep. horn. You guys okay with did there we, not being a horn on a unicorn? That? We predicted nah. that. Well, we? we saw they showed it running on water. Remember, they showed like a normal unicorn running across water. No, but demo? didn't you say like two years ago that you wanted a seahorse? Well, I wanted a. I thought the next T nine was going to be a, a literal seahorse that you could ride. Close the sea enough. Horse. I I'm, feel like that I'm may sp- be an example <laughs> of the intern striking. They, they, yeah. uh, they, they tried, Frosty. They tried. I want a literal seahorse. That's what I want. I, I am concerned. One thing about that T10, though, is they say that it can't go across the water at long distances. Um, What's the point of it, then? I don't understand. They said, well, they said... So, when they were talking about it, they said that it doesn't have a point. And they said that the hovering in the Pegasus doesn't have a real purpose. That it's just cool and exciting, and that the horse... Like, you're basically getting it for the looks... And the notoriety of like, you're one of the few people that have this, that they didn't want to make it feel like it has abilities that are super strong that you feel like you have to get it. It's more of like a collector's item type thing. So they said that that was intentional. They said, quote, let's see if I can remember that. I'm paraphrasing. So not, not quote, I remove the quotation. They said, and I'm paraphrasing, um, we were looking at it moving around on water and thought to ourselves this isn't particularly useful and then thought to ourselves you know what that's okay we're gonna leave it not particularly useful the pegasus flying isn't particularly useful either it's just something cool to show off and whatever 
So So here's my issue with that philosophy though. The Pegasus is very useful. Unicorn I mean not so much. It, I think the unicorn's buffs need to be looked at, but I do think the unicorn is somewhat useful. It's just I don't know how you compete with flying. Like how do you compete with flying? That's why I'm saying, like, I'm surprised that they didn't make this able to compete with flying. I mean, what what would you do to do that, though? Like, give me some examples of something that's competitive with being able to fly around node war zones. I mean, yeah, I'm in terms of node wars, there's nothing. I mean, Pegasus is just the best horse for, like, node wars, in my opinion. I know some people prefer Doom, but I, it, to me, there's nothing better than the mobility <laughs> of a Pegasus. Someone's saying it should be able to teleport. You <laughs> should be able to iframe around. You d I don't you know. Turn I, into I just thought... come out somewhere else. I just thought water horse, like, oh, they're going to like make it run on water to make it be as good as a Pegasus that can, you know, glide. It can't really fly. It can glide, you know. Well, but in Node War Zones, they didn't. that'll still be true. Like, you can still run across small bodies of water. It said you can stay on top of water for a short time. You just can't yeah. go to like far. So, in a Node War Zone, like, you might be able to just go straight to that stupid island on Catfish where people turtle. Yeah, and you'll be the only one there fighting the the whole guild because no, everyone else is swimming across in their shark outfits. You'll be there with a bunch of people who have Pegasus, <laughs> <laughs> who can also get there. That didn't have to go through the trouble of getting a T10. Yeah, I don't know. I I I don't know, dude. Yeah. It. How do you compete? In at least in terms of a node war, how do you compete with Pegasus? I mean, I get that. That's. Like they said specifically, they pointed out that like that's not their thinking with this. They just want to make something that's like cool and novelty, and like that's fine. But of course, like we're node where players, we're PvPers, so it's like that's the first thing that my mind goes to is that it's like, how does this even compete with the utility of a Pegasus in a node war scenario? I'll say this with the little sample image that they gave us. Um, I mean, I know it wasn't much that they showed but they just have this like still image i think it's the coolest looking horse i think I, the fact that the main and tail I, are actually water is kind of badass it is it does look really cool but can i also point out that i feel like part of my disappointment is that they really kind of like did some false advertising where in the video it's just running across open water with no land in sight and i'm thinking oh shit this dude can just sprint across oceans and then they're like yeah he can like run across a river it's like oh yeah. i i don't know well, but they did say when they showed that unicorn that i i'm pretty sure it wasn't even actually running on water with a papu thing it was like it, i think what? the background was edited so it looked like it was running on water but it was actually just like a different video clipped on no no it. no i'm talking about the the video where it was running next to the it was the running next the to otter. the mermaid oh i don't even remember that there Wait. was a shot that it like went up from the sky and you saw it from like top down it was the it was the water horse next to a mermaid and it was like a helicopter type like shot oh, looking straight down that. And it was just open water as far as you could see that made me be like, oh, shit, this thing's just going to be sprinting to Vel. Like, that's awesome. And then it's just like, yeah, it can't do that. I was like, ah, oh, well. I don't know. Yeah, that would be I don't too remember easy. that. Uh, I, I don't know. Is there really that much benefit of being able to go to Vel? Like, you have a Vel alt. 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess you could charge Vel down with your unicorn. That would be cool. Um. All right. On from the T10 horse. That's coming. Uh, so the this is another thing that has a very specific date. The T10 unicorn is coming on do, 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 uh September second. Um, Terror of the Deep Sea. It's coming August twenty sixth, which really isn't that far away from now. That is two months from now. Yeah. So Terror That's of the Deep Sea reminder is the. Uh, basically like an infinite tower where you could go on and on and you collect loot, trash loot, and it gets harder and harder as you go on. And if you can leave at any time with your trash loot, um, but if you die, you lose 50% of what you've collected. That's at least how they describe it. It might be different when it actually comes out, but that's how they described it. Um, that's coming August 26th. I can't wait for that. That sounds awesome. Um, let's see. New class is June 29th. Mansion, the mansions are coming July 15th, um, I guess between Heidel and like Camasylvan Temple, right? Is it that side of Heidel? Sorry, say that again? The I was typing. The new mansions? Oh, it's in between Heidel and uh, Madaya, I believe. Yeah. I think. I, I think I, that's around the area they said it was going to be in. I have a hard time getting Wasn't excited it? about housing, but I know some people yeah. are, so... Yeah, it's not really my forte either. Like, it's kind of a weird concept to me, but it depends on what they do. If it's just for, like, collector's item shit, then it's like, whatever, I don't care. I, I just they... don't think housing is very good in this game. I feel like you almost have to spend money to have decent housing in this game. But yeah, I don't this know. game's housing. I, uh, I haven't looked that much into it, so I can't really state that, like, definitively. That's just what it seems like to me. Idel and Eastgate apparently. Is what I, I just mean. don't. I don't want it to be a scenario where you need to have, you know, your house or your mansion or whatever, like, in order to be like fully optimized for your PvP or PVE because you need the stats that it gives. Or I don't want to see that shit. Eastern border. All right. Um. Moving on from mansions. The look. I don't remember how to spell mansions, so this is tough for me. Okay. Uh, Ataraxian is stuck in localization limbo and is coming globally July 21st, the Ataraxian Dungeon Part 1. But the interesting thing about it, the crazy thing that kind of blew my mind, was that Part 2 is going to hit Global Labs one week later on July 29th. The second section of uh, the dungeon Ataraxian is coming to Global Labs July 29th. I don't know when we'll be getting the second one. Hopefully it's sooner than that. Sooner than how long we're waiting for this one. Um, so yeah, we'll begin that dungeon July 21st uh, near the latter half of next month. Um, so here, here's a question for yep. you in regards to how quickly do you think people are going to like get dried out of that? You know, each each iteration of the dungeon. I don't know. I, I mean, it, it depends. Like I was talking about this with the choice in them on that podcast too. I, I think it really re depends on what the rewards are. It only needs to be kind of fun and kind of replayable and then have really good rewards for people to want to go back. Yeah. I mean, we still go back to stars then, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, yeah, that's, um, what I, that's what I was about to say is, I like, mean, to be honest, I, Try to stay away from stars and i'm primarily orcs these days but yeah i understand what you mean if it's miserable to play and the rewards are good then i, I that'll be a problem but it it seems most people that played it seem to think it's pretty fun 
Yeah, K already has it, right? So what yeah. their feedback has been. I don't know. I, I don't know if they're still playing it is the thing. I, I'm really curious. But the rewards in there do seem to be pretty good. Um, or at least decent. So we'll we'll see what happens when it actually comes out though. I it's who knows. Um But I'm excited that they're continuing work on it like relatively quickly. They announced a new mini card game with a ranked ladder that's coming August twelfth. I think that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. They're making Gwent. I love it. Yeah, that's what everyone was referring to it. It's going to be Gwent. Yeah. I'm down with some new extra little mini games. I'm, I'm down with Gwent, dude. Yeah. As long as it's not pay to win, I'm 100% down for being Now, Frosty, Gwent. if yeah. it was, if they somehow incorporated Raid Shadow Legends into this, would you still do another advertisement? If they did what? If they somehow incorporated this little mini game was actually just a mini game of Raid Shadow Legends into it, would you do an advertisement for it? I'm moving on, dude. I'm on the video is Epic video is sponsored Epic by Seven. Video is sponsored at? by Raid Shadow Legends. I got, a, I got a sponsorship availability. Epic Seven. Let's go. <laughs> um, they announced two new RBF maps. One in the northern plains of Serendia, and the other one is going to be in Valencia. That's going to be a they said a more traditional Node War slash uh, Conquest War style RBF. Um. The Serendian one, I, I don't know what that one's going to be, but the Valencian one's going to be like Node War Conquest Wars. They, that's coming August 19th. Thoughts on new RBF maps? Uh, welcomed. Don't make it Garmoth 2.0. Yeah, I, I was afraid that they were never going to release new RBF maps because they're like, we released the Garmoth one and you guys and never you guys didn't like one. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the Garmoth that's what I was one afraid of too. is flawed yeah. in a bunch of different ways. Like one, if you if it's wide open space, there's nowhere to hide from range damage is one problem. The other problem is like Garmoth fucking everyone up. <laughs> Garmoth is just annoying. He's not cool. Maybe he could be flying around up at the top and not shooting fire at people. Um, but we're making it objective, you know. Really? Yeah. yeah, just a death match is like a little bit too crazy in a wide open spot. They needed to add something that made it either feel team oriented or, um, I still do love the one thing I do like about the Garmoth RBF more than Castle Ruins is I like the random spawn locations. The buffs where you or, literally oh, the, don't get yeah, spawn yeah, yeah. camped because you could spawn anywhere. Um, it would be nice if like on. The two different sides of Castle Ruins map, you could spawn in more than one location. I hope that with these new RBF maps, which I th I I want to say they they touched on the possibility of this, I think, but I hope they make it more than just deathmatch. Mm -hmm. I feel like they at least mentioned something about testing that. Well, the Valencia one they said is going to yeah. be conquest war style. I don't know what that means, but. Yeah, who knows what that means, but, like, hopefully it's not just, like, go destroy a fort. Like, I mean, I guess even that's better than just, like, TDM, but I, I, I'd I, really like there to be some, like, some game modes yep. with, like, Same. you know, yeah. CTF or, you yeah, know, just what, the domination. so fun, actually, in this game. Yeah, I don't know. Like, just go crazy, man. Like, I know it's like time, effort, money, energy, like all that stuff. But like, just come out with some fun game modes. Like, I don't know. Just don't do another version of TDM. Um, the other thing related to RBF is this. This came to KR. We didn't get it yet, but KR has the um, the Gilly, the non-Gilly RBFs on their server now. So yep. it it pops up a list. I believe I hope we get this this week. We should get it pretty soon. Um, 
But basically, the list of RBFs has a little icon of a face with an X through it. Those RBFs, you cannot use a ghillie suit inside of. So huh. for the Castle Ruins Which ones, there's cool. five. There's one through five of non-ghillie RBF, and then one through five of normal RBF. And then on the Garmoth one, uh, at least on KR server, they have two non-ghillie RBF and three ghillie RBF. I I'm just going to assume most people are going to be in the non-ghillie RBF. Um, and hopefully they eventually phase out just ghillies and RBF or anything competitive in general. Yeah, they they should just remove it entirely. I mean, this is a good half measure, but just remove ghillies from RBF, please. It's going to be funny seeing one of the RBFs just be only ghillies. Um, that happened. Uh, all right, let's see what else from the uh, that's it, it. That's a positive change, honestly. Yep. Oh yeah, it's super good. Um. Trading revamp with camel caravans, etc. It kind of looked something similar to, um, I guess, like on land bartering. That's going to be coming September 29th. This, I know this sounds so dumb coming from me, but I, I might actually be into this because I really? like the idea of bartering. I actually think it's really cool the way it works and everything. But I you hated the ocean stand. Aspect. I don't want to get a boat or level up a boat. Now, this might also be tough because you might need like a really good wagon which also sounds awful to make, but if you can do it on a smaller scale with like a camel or an elephant or these camel caravans that they talked about, sounds pretty cool. And I, I'm kind of into that. So trading revamp sounds, I, I'm into. I like the idea of it. Um, can, can I take a moment to say, I am so happy that the mass of pure magic cheer is now gone. Yeah, it is really Yes, nice. dude. The greatest change of 2021, you mean? it's so satisfying to see it pop up on my screen and know that my skill is not interrupted. <laughs> Mina says anything is better than fucking ocean content. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I don't like ocean stuff, really. Um, fuck, what was I going to say? There's something else about this, but I don't remember now. I don't know. The idea of it sounded cool, though. We'll We'll see what ends up actually happening with it when they detail it more, but... Trading has been like outdated for a very long time. Yeah, so trading is very, very outdated. Pretty, pretty cool. Um, Calpheon Elvia Realm is coming October fourteenth. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. They they didn't say the specific places, but um, I assume there will be a bunch. One of the things they did say about this is that the Calpheon monsters, uh, will be more unique in Elvia than the Serendia ones were. Um, they also said that they're going to improve the weather effects, that they got a lot of feedback, that the greenness kind of depresses people. Um, so <laughs> they're going to change the weather effects to be a little bit less uh, depressing or gloomy. Um, they also said in Elvia Calpheon, some of the uh, um, areas will be 290 AP plus, And then for like Marie Cave, they're going to do like one of these crazy aspirational areas that's 340 AP requirement. Um, the Fuck. They also said rain effects will be more important and will add AP slash DP and there will be more details to come. And they're thinking about buffing green items um, to close the gap in PVE for some people, I guess. But I don't know exactly what that means. Who uses green items in PVE? No one. That's why they're thinking about adding green items that are powerful. No one uses yeah, green items I, in PvE. <laughs> that's I what. think the idea is these green items are useless, so let's yeah. give them like some sort of use. Well, you know, the the state of the game has moved away from the need for those to ever be used. So yeah, I guess I kinda 
Um, they also mentioned, I think Black Star Raid. Marketplace to, actually did that too. But the, yeah, the Black Star Raid's supposed to come around the same time. I don't know if it's the exact same date, but the Black Star Raid's supposed to come out also in October-ish. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of hype. Um, and then uh, they mentioned the new lore slash tutorial and voice acting for the stories and the in-game stuff is going to be basically right now it's a wall of text. They want to make it like voice acting to try to improve it for everybody. Uh, yeah, and, and they showed like a clip and honestly, pretty good. It looked pretty cool. Like if I was a new player, I would definitely be more interested in the game if that was my first like, you know, experience essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're 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 definitely putting their best foot forward with all these changes recently. I don't. Maybe the market's got them spooked and they have to do all this stuff or something. Or so. The other couple. Let me go through the Q and A real quick and just touch on some of these small points. Um, they said for PVE for other spots that aren't viable or not used anymore, and they understand about overcrowding and all this that. They're going to try to make zones have more mechanics and be more fun and not just update the silver income you get from them. They also said that they That's huge, are by the toying way. with the idea of special zones for your damage type, which I hate and I hope they never actually Oof, do that. No, don't do that. Um, they said they created Adaraxian um, to add more group content, but that won't be their sole focus. They still think that the solo stuff is important. Um... They also said that they heard our feedback about the 100-man node wars and are going to add two days of node war that have uh, limits, uh, caps. I s think that that should swap. should be like two days with 100-man and the rest should be 50 personally, but that's just me. They also said, yeah. finally, Rez, we talked about this in the past, um, they are thinking about doing event node wars, which I feel like they should have done forever. Is... So yeah, the, I mean... the idea of an event node war would be like, on this node war day, the winner gets uh, extra silver and like more kaffir. Like there, it could be reward like that, or it could be like, um, I don't know. You have like a special item for this particular node war. Like there's like a million things they could do. But having an event node war that is scheduled ahead of time, where you go to it knowing it's going to be different or the rewards might be better, I think is kind of cool. And they should have done yeah. it forever. I think that's I think that's a very interesting idea. Why so, not like um. Having like a pseudo castle buff, um, for like uh, a day or two, yeah, twenty four hours, something along those lines. Um, they said that's coming mid August. They also said Blue Battlefield is still in the works. That they have major desync issues that have not been fixed on Blue Battlefield that they have to work on. Um, so that's still, they still want to release that, but it, they have a lot of work to do. They said the PvP karma slash penalties are not going to be reduced. They are hard sticking with the way their karma system works and that they're hoping <sighs> that for an outlet for PvP, the arena stuff will help satiate those needs to kill people. Um, they said they're going to continue to update class balance even before the revamps um, and will consider uh, NAEU feedback and add damage type specific zones uh, potentially. Uh... Let's see, life skill content. There's going to be life skill updates in the future that don't just focus on profit, but also making life skills fun. Um, they don't have plans to add new ocean content and have suspended development on diving suits. They're focusing on blue battlefield and hopes to do ocean node wars in the future. 
Um, Please, that would be so fun. A new ship called the Dreadnought may be coming in the future. Uh, they said there's going to be a new guild galley in September. Uh, I wonder if that's the one they demoed the other day with Corsair. Yeah, I think it was. Actually, I'm pretty sure Kid A actually killed the Dreadnought while it was out. Um, really? I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, they said there's no plans for Shadow Arena to return in the future, the, but they do highly recommend the Shadow, the standalone game if you miss it, which is funny. Uh, they're not adding any marriage stuff. Um, pet speed changes. Oh, they are planning to add Tier 5 pets. Yeah, I um, heard that. And they said that you will be able to get them not just through pay to win but there will be means to get them with silver as well um they said the next armor of fallen god will be the helmet it will be re uh, related to the story quest in the mountain of eternal winter um treasure items they have no they're not gonna add any mercy rule stuff to the those items so there's not going to be the leaves or stuff added to existing items um future items may have it but they're not going to add it to other items in the past so Treasure items are treasure items. Uh, outfits and costumes. Let's see. Gillies will not be shown in some of the RBFs. Mass Pure Magic cheering is gone. Um, they have no plans to sell weapon swap coupons in the Pearl Shop. Family storage. They have no plans to allow you to use treasure items or store them in the family storage, but randomly said that they may also add a separate storage for treasure items specifically, which just make it in the family storage. Seems <laughs> I don't know why you would do a, a separate redundant. one. Um, they said they know they still are aware that Capras are an issue and that they're hard to obtain. They're trying to add more ways to increase AP and DP from things separate from Capra stones, um, such as things like uh, adventure logs and all that. They said adventures they want to potentially be able to increase their gear by farming, doing alchemy, RBF, other stuff, but they're working on the idea. I mean, um, they're slowly phasing out Capras with the uh... They'll eventually phase them out with the uh, Fallen God, yeah, Fallen God stuff. gear, yeah, yeah. Um, damage numbers they reiterated are never coming to the live server. Uh, they did say that they added this happened on KR. They already got it, but you can see the PvP damage reduction amounts on all of the abilities now, and it's pretty granular too. It'll tell you on which parts of the skill if it has separate PvP reduction numbers. So if a skill has like one hit a thousand percent times four on the first hit and a thousand percent times four on the second hit but they have reduced amount or different differing amounts of damage reduction it actually will say that in the tooltip um it'll also tell you the amount of hits that are reduced in pvp if it got buffed in pve with additional hits um which is pretty nice because it makes all the damage numbers that are in those percentages actually mean make something. more sense yeah i was going through and looking through them and i can say with the confidence of a thousand suns that the damage numbers without those pvp reduction percents literally meant nothing they vary so much <laughs> and so dramatically skill to skill that those damage numbers yeah. actually meant nothing they're completely meaningless but with those reduction numbers in there they actually will have meaning and you'll get a general idea of like how much a skill does yep yep which, that's which is pretty cool really 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 good to i think we're getting that this week i hope kr got it last week usually we get stuff like that the week after so we'll see um, they oh, added what? a function in, uh, KR got this already where any stackable items you have that are already in your warehouse storage, uh, you can like click one button and it'll instantly move all of those items from your inventory into the warehouse storage. So you don't have to do it manually yourself. 
Um, let me pull up the, they have a sample GIF of this. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but. Yeah, I briefly looked at it. Um, but it looks really nice, actually. It's, it's a really cool. Quality of life feature, for sure. Yeah, it's a nice quality of life thing. Um, here, Rezal, let me just stream this on Discord for you so you can see it. Um, but this is kind of what this looks like. Essentially, if the item is not in your warehouse, then it will not be moved if it's stackable, and then non-stackable items also won't be moved. But any of these stackable items, you just click the button and it automatically moves them into your warehouse if your warehouse already has that type of item in it. Which is pretty cool. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, they also said you can exclude items such as cooking items, healing agents, elixirs, uh, worker behavior, recovery items, and pet food items. Or you can select up to 10 individual exception items and exclude them from the automatic input function. Okay, cool. Which is also really nice. So very, very like well Kaffers, done. Like Kaffers, for example. Kaffers. Goddamn Kaffers. Kaffers. Uh, yeah, and then we got a bunch of rewards. We got basically a thousand Cronstones. We got a dragon pet, the Garmoth one that gives you 25 HP. Um, we got one hammer. It's not an accessory hammer that everyone thought it was going to be. It's just a normal loyalty hammer. Um, and we got a set of reroll coupons for free, which is very cool. Uh, and some Kaffir stones. And yeah. Kaffirs. Uh, it, it was pretty cool. I don't know. Overall, the Heidel Ball was freaking... I, I think it was awesome. And I think one of the things that was different this time compared to last time, and, and I'm excited. The reason I wrote this down nice and cleanly in this separate word pad is I want to see if they actually stick to these dates. I'm going to keep yeah. track of this because they have... like I'll, I'll go through this quickly. They said, new class, June 29th. Mansions, July 15th. Adaraxian, July 21st. Adaraxian Part 2 Global Labs, July 29th. New mini card game, August 12th. Two new RBF maps, August 19th. Terror of the Deep Sea, August 26th. Ranked arenas somewhere in either August, September, October. That one didn't have a specific date. Tier 10 Unicorn, September 2nd. The Camel trade buff, September 29th. Elvia Realm and uh, Black Star Raid, October 14th. Character reboots for all 17 classes in October. And the new lore tutorial. I don't know if they gave a date for the new lore tutorial thing. But they didn't give dates like this before. This is a no. totally first time they've ever done this. Um, oh, Nagila they usually say like in X quarter, you know. PvP season and the arenas are supposed to be August 26th. That's actually nuts if that's true. That there's, would be so hype. There's one key thing that we haven't talked about. One thing that they announced that I thought was crazy. Yeah. Uh, private servers. Yeah. The private server thing. That's interesting. The private server thing to me sounds like something that has to do with KR and maybe like SA and SA where they have very few servers. Our PVP is a problem. I don't know. I don't get the server thing at all. Um, yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, basically what they said is that there's going to be some way, and it, apparently it's going to be a pretty exclusive club where you can just have your own server. So it'll be a server all to yourself. Didn't they? I think. They made, they made it sound, sound like, like only very, yeah. They made it sound like only a very few people would be able to get it. So it's not like everyone has their own server. It's a pretty exclusive club, and then you can invite people to it. I think up to like thirty or something. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. They said, which I, is it's, interesting. I, you can invite up to thirty people. It'll be season only at the start, and then eventually transition to normal servers as well. 
and yeah, you can invite yeah. up to 30 people, instance grind spots. I, does anyone understand why? And the server only lasts one day. That's the other thing. Yeah, you can only, you'll, when you get it, you only have it for 24 hours. I don't know. I find it, it odd. Interesting. It's it weird. to be catering to the Care Bears, probably. But yet, why bother? Since I hate, they I hate are... that term. That term's so lazy. But go on. Why is it? Why is it lazy? Well, I don't know what it's exactly catering towards, because it doesn't really. I would. I don't know. It, it's like, especially on seasons. I don't know. It's so. Well, I, I so agree. Weird. Like it's kind of weird. Like especially when they're adding, they're planning. Are they still planning to add the sheriff system? They didn't really talk about yep. that, right? Yep. Okay, they did. So. They're still planning to add that. They're still going to leave the karma system as is. So why even bother with this private server thing? So yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like this feels like something that maybe makes more sense on a different server, and that I just maybe I just don't fully understand. Yeah. Yeah, it's as Sag in chat says. It's for the 53% of Koreans who say they hate PvP on that chart. So, I like I don't understand that. How can you hate PvP in this game? This literally it's half oh, the game. I totally get it. <laughs> I mean, I understand not liking PvP. Some people just don't like competitive stuff, and that's inherently what any sort of player versus player thing is. is it's it's competitive, and some people really don't like that. They just want to chill. I just don't understand how... And play a fucking console game. I don't understand. That's... What? BDO is literally on console. BDO has so much... Comp or console games have so much competitive stuff. I don't There's... understand, though. Like yeah. The thing I'm confused about... Maybe I'd have to see like a day in the life. Maybe someone can actually have a video. But I, I would love to watch like a day in the life of one of these people that feels like they're just dying at their grind spot all day long. Yeah. I don't even like, I don't know. I just, I, I even think even on NA where people are fairly ruthless, like a lot of people just come up and say how long and then they leave. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. A, a war target earlier, he, he said... He, as soon as he seen I responded to his channel, he went over to me and said, please don't. <laughs> and then my chat proceeded to urge me to try to kill him. So, um, Yeah, and that, that's kind of it. That was the Heidel ball. That was, that was everything as far as I, I know of. Um, I don't think we missed anything. That was pretty much everything. And uh, I was going to say, Rose, with the comments, we actually recorded... The reading of the comments last time, but I haven't put it up yet. Huh? Because remember, me and Nayashi did it without you because you couldn't make it. But yeah. You, you never posted that. Correct. So there's no comments on that, but that one we were we read all the comments from the previous week. So we don't have comments this week. Which week did we do that again? Honestly, I can't remember. It was a long. Time oh, ago. I see. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. I, okay. I'm yeah, totally yeah. forgetting when, what day or what week that was. Yeah, because the previous episode to this has not yet been posted. There are no comments to read. Right, and in the last yes. video we did the comments. Yeah. From the previous video. Right? For the previous one to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand what you're saying. You confused the shit out of me initially, but yeah, I get you. We let Nayashi read the whole thing. I'm just kidding, Russ. I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> He'd probably just edit yeah. the audio and mute it um, and play some sort of like music. I know I know the Arena Varsha is starting and that mm -hmm. you want to go watch that Frosty and I kinda do too, but can we just touch on one more thing before we go? Yeah, what's up? There was a clip 
that I would love for you guys to watch and okay. then just kind of touch on. All right. Because it is... I thought it was interesting in the, the discussion that was going on. If I can find the goddamn clip. What happened to it? Where is it? Hello. Link, link Reddit, it please. Let's talk about it. Reddit? Reddit, please? Okay. Hold on. Reddit's, Reddit's not helping me. I'm going to go directly to the source. So, on... um. Just backstory while I, I try to find the clip. Um, basically, it was Morlin and uh, Tim and Potion Shop doing their podcast. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Morlin had something to say about BDO that I think I might agree with maybe with the current state of the game and like previously, but I feel like with the direction we're going, maybe not so much. I'm going to link the clip and then Frosty, if you want to watch it and then stream it and then we can watch it together and just kind of touch on it. Is this recent or is this old? This is, this is like, uh, let me get you the time because I'm pretty sure this is the most recent podcast that did. Uh, this is from yesterday. From yesterday. Okay. So this is uh, Tim Allen, Potion Shop, Moreland, and Kerr. All right. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. That is too much time in a game that is actually good, that is actually being developed by people who love that game. It's, it's not a inevitable conclusion that once you play a game for a certain amount of years that you're just burnt out on that game. These I games agree. suck now. The devs are bad and clueless, and they don't listen, and they don't play the game, and they don't love games in general or play games in general. They're bad at their jobs. They are greedy. They're looking for the best marketing strategy to, marketing strategy to extract wealth out of you, and that is their goal. Their goal is not to give you a memorable experience that you're going to be talking about with your friends years from now, and you can fucking feel it in every patch, and everybody knows knows it and i'm just at the point now where i'm like i can't keep it in anymore like it's so fucking obvious i'm tired of trying to be positive and prop this game up just because the stream pays my bills like i'm at the point where i'm willing to go get a job as a fucking walmart oh okay <laughs> that, that ended time. abruptly yeah it, did. yeah it cuts off a okay. little bit um so the gist is the, yeah that the game is the just trying to extract money out of you they're not really releasing stuff was he was yeah he, when he said these develop he was talking about BDO devs in the beginning? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean I I assume so, considering and going in the comments, it seems like a lot of people were saying that the whole podcast was basically them just like shitting on BDO and right. this, that, and the other. And I thought it was interesting because I, I thought it was interesting that he brought this up and that this clip got posted to the Reddit and a lot of people were talking about it because I had literally said just a couple days before in our group chat that I feel like we could potentially, potentially be moving into a new golden age of BDO. Yeah. With, with a lot of these changes that are coming out, with a lot of this content that's dropping. Now, obviously, they could always fuck it up, right? But I feel like we are very, very, very well might be moving into a golden age of BDO. I feel almost exactly the opposite currently about at least the direction we're going. I'm, I maybe understand for, like, the state of the, the game. The past, for sure. And yeah, for sure. But, like, I don't know. I, I feel really hopeful when I look at the direction that we seem to be going. Yeah. yeah I mean, 
like I there might be people who maybe this is their first time watching or listening to the podcast, but like I am probably like the most like like I am not a shill for this company or this game. I shit on this company and this game twenty four seven. That's the whole reason. That is a at least a good part of why we started this podcast in the first place. Is that me and Frosty have very different opinions about this game, even though we both enjoy it. Mm. So it's like for me to be saying that I don't know. I I thought it was interesting that Morlin has that opinion, and that I have almost the exact opposite opinion, at least about the direction of the game. Yeah. Um. I mean. You know how I feel about it already. I, I think that uh, I've always kind of felt that way. I don't know. Like, people are really jaded about a lot of stuff. I, I'm not really sure if it's expectations thing. There are things that suck, but then some, but a lot of it, like, you just don't really have to deal with if you don't want to. Um, I don't know. Some of this stuff is tough, though, like, when it's, like, balanced stuff. I, I don't know. Like, that's a pretty extreme view that you seem to have, but I definitely don't. I don't feel that way. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, anyway, I just wanted to to end this podcast off with a little bit of hope because I know a lot of people. It seemed in the comments that a lot of people were kind of like upset that they were kind of shitting on BDO the whole time, and that's usually my job in this podcast. So yeah, like someone's saying, like, in chat, if they if they deliver all those timelines and those release dates, I, I think it's going to be sick. Complete. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a complete opposite viewpoint if that's what they're if they achieve that goal. Um I'm with you on that uh Resler. Like I think this game is actually entering into a very interesting spot in its age. Um yeah. you know, considering how long this game has been going and the you know, the competitive market out there, like yeah, there's a lot of games out there that just suck. Um like a lot of a lot of the complaints is every time a new game's announced it's either dead before release or it's just trash on release um yeah uh, so but right now with all the things that they plan on adding like i've actually i feel kind of uh reinvigorated like with progressing i yep. i mean frosty can attest to that he's seen my gear grow quite a bit recently with just recently joining you know noto um and uh like i'm i'm actually pushing my gear now i'm actually focusing on grinding a lot more than before um and i have stages of that you know where i kind of like try to progress a little bit but then i dip i fizzle out and then i get back into it again but like all these recent changes and all the announcements and whatnot has got me pretty hyped hell i even joined back in the node wars and made it work for my schedule and whatnot so yeah. Anyway, I just kind of wanted to talk about how we felt about the state of the game. Obviously, Frosty is a white knight, but yep. you know, Naya, she's fairly neutral, and he's feeling good. And I'm one of the biggest detractors of this game, and I'm feeling good. So I don't best, know. I think MMO there's, there's light at made. the end of the tunnel. Best MMO ever made. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I go that far, but yeah, I don't know about that one, but. All right. All right. Well, uh, no comments. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's the end of the show. Um, thank you again, everybody uh, who was, you know, hanging in there while we were gone. Sorry about that. Uh, you know, just shit happens. But we're back. Regular episodes from here on out. Join the Discord for information about the show if we ever have to, like, take a break or get delayed. There's going to be two podcasts uploaded on Monday. There should be. That's what I'm planning to do. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Leave a comment letting us know what you think about, you know, the game, where we're going. If you're excited for Corsair, all the other things announced at the Heidel Ball. 
Um, thank you to the patrons and to uh, all the Twitch subscribers on our individual channels. Thank you all so, so, so much for supporting us. And yeah, we'll catch y'all in the next one. Peace.